Welcome to a special episode of Log It with your host Caleb and Ian and our special guest Angelo, hey. aka Cinesplice. <laughs> How's it going guys? Thank you for having me. We're here to talk about Indiana Jones franchise. What's up Ian? How's it going? Hi Angelo. Hey, hey how's it going? Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back. Glad to be back. How's it going, man? It's going good. It's going good. It's really hot over here in Los Angeles. I hope there's no feedback with my window open because it's just it's just so hot. I have mine open too. Oh, okay. So good. It okay. sounds good so far to me. We get some nice room tone. That's not the right. Uh, atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. Bird. Tweets. Atmosphere. Bird. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Twitter. I'm still getting the hang of doing the live intro like that. Usually I just kind of, or I, yeah, Riverside, we're on. It's fun. It's fun. I can do music cues. I, um, I can do, um, like this. Oh, I forgot I turned it down. After we're done with each episode. Yeah, totally. anyway oh i like that one what was that one <laughs> called cool. uh transition two do it again yes we should do that for segments that's transition oh, that five that's like marvel <laughs> there's the watch list that one's good and then we talked yesterday angelo about scott pilgrim with our friend andy and so we've got some oh, scott pilgrim nice. tunes queued up no way Wait, do you have to save that or upload it into the software? Uh, yeah, to download it and upload it. Oh, that's queue. sick. We should just get some music cues up in here. Yeah, that's what I'm going to start doing. Uh, like today, Ooh. I almost did some indie stuff, but maybe I'll Ooh. do it while we're recording. I'll sneak I was going to say, get it whap cracking. Yeah. A whap cracking. <laughs> a whip cracking. What did I say? Oh, that's good. You said Which? web cricking? A cricket? I think I said, yeah, wab. I don't know. Yes. Nice. all right anyway now that we have a tool that's been around for literally hundreds of years um, (laughs) um, we are gathered here today to speak on the gospel of indiana jones Mm. and his adventures ian and angelo recently watched the original four indiana jones films and both saw the most recent dial of destiny in theaters so we are going to do a little retrospective on the first four and then do a deep dive into Dial of Destiny. This will be a spoiler-heavy episode, so if you don't want spoilers on any of the five Indiana Jones movies, don't listen to this because it just would be pointless. There's no reason to if you're worried about spoilers. So this is it. This is the warning. That's it. You're done. We're moving on. Get out of here. Angelo, you are... Hey, hey. One of the biggest movie fans I know in general, but also one of the biggest indie fans I know. What? How many times do you think you've seen the original Indiana Jones trilogy? Oh man, countless, just countless of times. I, I get, I can't, even, I don't think I've counted. <laughs> yeah, literally I've countless. Because <laughs> I, I, you know, we had them on VHS growing up. I'd watch them multiple times. Like I, I got addicted at one point. I remember just like doing my own personal marathons in my room as a kid and just like, man, like just imagining like, man, I want to like 
be in this world, be in this mm. universe and adventure with this guy. Um, but yeah, and it's, it's a kind of movie that I've like, even I would just wa- if I caught it on TV and just like halfway through, I would still watch it. It's just that they're, they're always yeah. so fun. Like have it on the background for sure. Yeah. And I feel like I've seen it so many times because anywhere you go or like whether you're traveling or, you know, whether you're in the, a, a restaurant with a TV on, it'll just it'll just somehow magically pop up. Or at least that's been that movie for me in my life. It just everywhere I go, I'd always see it. So it's been it's been a special yeah franchise for me growing up. And that's funny. I have a, a memory of watching a really great memory of watching Temple of Doom in a hotel and it just being like the perfect movie for that, like fun of being in a hotel in like a new city and being away from, you know, the house and school and stuff. And Where were like, you? What hotel? Came? <sighs> Truthfully, I can't remember. I have zero clue. But Ian, you also yes. love Indiana Jones. How I many do. times do you think you've seen it? Roughly. Is this one you watch a lot? So, no, actually, it's not. Unlike Angela, so I don't even know if my parents showed me these movies. I think I, I think I first saw the Indiana Jones. I had, I had a friend whose dad was, was really into movies. Like he showed us the Back to the Future series, and I'm pretty sure he showed us these. And I hope my dad doesn't listen because I might (laughs) have like a buried memory of actually him showing me these, and I just can't recall it. But I, so I think my intro. Because we're all from Southern California. We've all been to Disneyland. The mm-hmm. Indiana Jones ride was like a huge like milestone in yeah. terms of like just discovery of this yeah. franchise. And so it, it had to yeah. have been from there and then me kind of just figuring out. Because the thing with Indiana Jones was there wasn't because there was no movies coming out in the 90s. There wasn't really um like, for instance, when the Star Wars prequels came out, the original trilogy came out in theaters and they did that whole run. So I went to go see those in theaters, but the Indiana Jones movies never really had that like release back to cinemas. And we didn't, we didn't Mm. have them on VHS. So there, it wasn't really like a, like a treasured um, trilogy of movies in my household. Regardless though, I love them and I love the, the character of Indiana Jones. I love the outfits of Indiana Jones. I love just like the I just love the idea of a of a, a professor just <laughs> also being a badass archaeologist with a whip and a gun. I just love yeah. that idea. That's so yeah. cool to me. Um, So, yeah, not like it wasn't something that was like embedded into my like childhood. So I think I kind of just took it as I entered in like my late 20s. I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is really good. I love these movies. It's really fun. And a serious question. You say you love his outfits. You say you love, uh, you know, Indy in general. Why don't you marry him? Um, well, so he's already married. <laughs> yeah. Well. And so am I. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, but trust me, I've thought about it. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. He still looks good at 81. Or however old he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still moving. Yeah. Not no. so bad. Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you, Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> bad jokes aside. No, that's fun because that actually is cool to know. I don't think Indiana Jones fits Jones fits this, but you always wonder how much of a movie that you loved as a kid is like the childhood glow of just totally. being that perfect movie at that twelve years old where you're just like, Yes, awesome. 
Can I ask you guys something? Yeah. yeah. You both mm-hmm. were saying, or maybe I misheard you. Is Temple of Doom both your favorite? The your favorite Indiana Jones oh. movie, or was that just you, Caleb? So I definitely think it's mine. Even at, like when you fur you too, Angela. Um, it's tied with Raiders. Okay. Like I, I have a, a love for both. Got it. Caleb, when you saw it in that hotel mm-hmm. room, do you remember having like were your parents in the room? Because that I was so I rewatched it recently. Mm-hmm. It's a scary movie. Yeah. It's terrifying. Your parents didn't pull you aside and say, look, uh, you're about to see some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I, this wasn't a scary movie to me. Like Independence Day oh, really, really scared me. Martin's Attacks mm. really scared me when I was a kid. Um, so I don't even know, but no, it was like all the kids hanging out watching it. So, um, yeah, it's a little campy too. Kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. I think mm-hmm. I always saw it more as like cartoony. Like I remember the heart it, getting pulled uh, out being just like so <laughs> awesome. It never was like yes. scary. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, I that's the that good too. guy, right? Like he's like, yeah, he's exactly. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's a movie you think you'd be so frightened by as a young kid, but like, there's just something uh, I don't know. There's it, it balanced this nice, like I guess maybe short round was like kid energy of maybe, that movie yeah, that makes it like, not too afraid. Like he was the character. He's always doing all right, so I know I'd do all right. I'd be, you know, right. <laughs> Yeah, and and I mean, there was a point where even Indy's like possessed and evil. Oh, so like, yes. the only oh person who turns it was yes. short round, dude. That yeah when when short round is just so i just rewatched. <laughs> Indy, I love you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just by Get chance smacked. i watched temple of doom recently i didn't rewatch all of them like you guys oh, yeah. uh but um we've been talking about this episode coming up and so i just want i've been it's been in my head so temple mm-hmm. of doom i put on for fun and it was very fun i love that movie i love the music they're all great but uh the camp it has the of, of no that's okay the camp of the camp of temple of doom and just like the literal like uh lava and flame aesthetic it just yeah. really scratches a niche for me it has the best for me the best cold open i love that dance sequence and i love like suave mm-hmm. suave james bond indiana jones and in, like the white suit yeah. and this is like it's like the prequel so it's he's kind of like an asshole he's like kind of a piece of crap and like inset, <laughs> go ahead, Kim. No, when you're done, let's go on the fact that Temple is a, actually a, a chronologically the first movie of the tri- of all of them, right? Because yeah, that I great. didn't, I yes, always, I literally yes, didn't is. remember that watching it this week. So we should we should touch on that too. Uh, but finish your thoughts, sorry. Yes. No, just so yeah, it's a it's a second movie, but it takes a it takes place a year before Raiders. Um, and in Raiders and in and in the third movie, Last Crusade, he's very like, like these belong in a museum, like kind of like like you're like hero, like you're like. um, But yeah. but in Temple of Doom, he's like bartering like he's like, I'll trade you this like relic for like diamonds or what? Like, there, there's a transaction going on that feels very um, uh, shady. like this is not. Yeah, like this is in the Indiana. I know. Uh Mm-hmm. so but yeah just that whole cold open sequence the just the um yeah the dance number where you meet willie the kind of the lady friend of indiana jones but mm-hmm. yeah that that movie is a gr- yeah great so wh- why did they do it out of order why did they make it a prequel just to explain why there's a different love interest is that the main reason or is that a real oh, creative thing <clears throat> 
I I think because they didn't really elaborate it on that. They just they just played with the idea. It's an adventure show. This could uh, next follow up could be any. I love that about it too. I love that about later. these movies. Yeah, and it's, again, it's, yeah, it's just like an ep- uh, like an adventure mm-hmm. serial, like its own little contained movie. So I, I think I think you're right, Caleb, because I remember hearing something about like they don't want to bring back Marion again. They want to do the James Bond thing. Ah, interesting. Interest. So James so, Bond was like a wanted direct to give inspiration it, I, for that. Well, that's what Spielberg yeah. said, right? Didn't he say he wanted to do an Indian or a James Bond movie, but wasn't able to? Yes. They, so this was his like yeah, homage. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, George Lucas and Spielberg were they wanted to collaborate after mm. you know I think Spielberg was he loved Star Wars and it was like oh man we got we got to do something together you know so the next project was uh, well they were trying to do a James Bond right. film but they um I I don't know if, if I, I'm a hundred percent right but I think like the the, the people the who, you know own the Bond franchise they they don't want Americans directing wow. a Bond film they want to keep it. You know the British tradition. Oh crap! Um, I could be wrong. I don't know if I'm 100. That's right. garbage. I'm still upset <laughs> and about then the they revolution. Just... <laughs> but George Lucas has been trying to, you know, make an, another adventure serial back to mm. the, you know, the classic like finding treasures and, you know, because I, I didn't grow up with those adventure serials, but those old films inspired mm-hmm. him to be like, hey, we could come up with another kind of adventure hero, but you know, make it our own James Bond. So this is where they came up with. Raiders of the Lost hmm. Ark. So, do you know any movies that were like a direct reference? Any old uh, adventure serials? Just by um, the t- I know they... on the spot a little bit. Sorry, something with the Incas, right, Angelo? Secret of the yeah. Incas. I've never Secret seen it. Incas, I've been okay. trying to look for that. Been tra- it looks uh, like a direct ripoff of Raiders, like especially <laughs> the costume looks exactly exact same like, identical, thing, yeah. and it's literally yeah, because they're they're just paying homage to those like kind of mm. movies from back then because they would make more of those adventure serials because there was just a period where there was no television people go yeah, to the movies right. they just see like, a series of you know it'd be yeah. fun to find a lot of those and watch them because i know star wars was also inspired by a lot of that kind of mm. old adventure serials like flash gordon what i understand yeah uh, but i don't know if i've ever really watched many of them other than like the 80s flash Same. gordon which i'm sure was not what he meant when he said he's inspired right. by flash gordon <laughs> a lot of roller yeah <laughs> yeah which that is a fun movie too though uh, that still trips me out and it's kind of crazy that they do they change the order and made this a prequel but they don't uh, really make it clear as an audience member there's no like obvious like two years Just before the year. Well, they yeah, it just says nineteen thirty five. Like we're supposed to know. Like oh, exactly. I remember when. Yeah, the fir- yeah, yeah, totally. Come on. Like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, also in that first in that in the um, in the cold open in Temple of Doom, there is like a waiter who is like pals with Indiana Jones, and he gets like shot, and then he's like, <laughs> he's like, we've had many adventures, Indy. But uh, like to the great unknown, I must go alone. And you're just like, what? Who is this guy? Like, what are these? What are we talking about? <laughs> I know. I've I've asked that question for like my whole life, man. We need. We need. Yes, we need a series about that guy. Who is that guy? Well, it's funny. I was just looking yeah. at um, Disney Plus at the Young Indiana Jones series. And that went yes. on for like uh, 30 episodes. And I never realized it covers from him being like 12 to like 
30 it looks like, like. it's a long no, like 80 <laughs> like an yeah. old man Seriously? so okay wow yeah, yeah, yeah. there's an old indiana jones yeah so and harrison ford is in fascinating episode. he is in one yeah he's in one episode and there's one like, so i gotta revisit that because i've watched it at, at some point uh i don't remember it but i remember putting it on be like how could this not be great it's indiana jones right. as a kid and then it was <laughs> awful really bad yeah i <laughs> yeah i had um the the vhs box that we had it had all the movies a bonus of uh, material mm. vhs and then a episode of young indian <laughs> just one and just one what? it just, gave, one just gave you one no surprise well you know i maybe because i remember like vaguely remembering like harrison that's Ford so funny and, angela like, that well, might for, be the one i watched moment. too because i remember watching one episode randomly and i wonder if mm. it was a similar kind of like it was strapped onto the end of some vhs as like a bonus content probably have the same vhs because vhs's did have bonus content after back in the day like they'd have a making of or yeah. something uh, sometimes after the movie for in, and this was like this was like the fugitive era Harrison Ford. So he's all like grizzled and has a beard. Yeah. He looks good. Yeah, he's playing a saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> I can get on board with that. When he's like tied up and shirtless right. and stuff, I was like, dang, he really had it going on at one point. Dude, he was. He's very attractive. Yeah. Also, that's a thing too about the whole movie, like the James Bond aspect where he's a teacher at a school at his, at his college and like, all the girls are all over him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, dang, like he can have it all. He can be smart, be brave. And he's a hunk. Yeah. Like that's kind of. Yeah. I remember the girl blinking and having the note written on her eyelids was always like the love you. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, when I was a kid, I loved it. It was just something so funny about it to me. <laughs> she wrote with her pen on her eye. I don't know how she did that. <laughs> but that's what makes him such a great character. Like he, yeah. he might be my favorite action hero and oh, cinema like without a doubt after re-watching these movies without a doubt angelo <laughs> yeah because like like what you said he's a teacher and like he's such an intelligent guy but then by like his weekends or months he's just a crazy cool adventurer yeah. with you know what it is it's that he's not he's just powered by like bravery <laughs> and like the the goodwill of like what he thinks he's doing is yeah. right like that's yeah. it yeah. Like that's that's what makes it so cool. Yeah. He has good morals. I was going to say one thing I always loved about Indy 2 and he might be my favorite. I'd have to think about it more, but this thing always stood out to me was that he's like very fallible. Like he fails a lot. Like he's constantly yeah. doing mm-hmm. something wrong or like the big the big heroic move he makes kind of doesn't pan out the way he expects it to <laughs> and he has to kind of scramble yeah. and like a big reoccurring joke in the movies is that he fights somebody who's like way he's outmatched by by like a ton and he has to be really clever yeah. about how he defeats the stronger opponent but I always just like that he's like kind of like a dork that people like laugh at because as a dorky, like weird yeah. kid, that was always very relatable and and like fun. <laughs> like, see, you don't have to be like yeah. the perfect hero, like badass yeah. all the time. Sometimes you Caleb, can you really went out. through like you really went through like a fedora wearing phase. Sorry, sorry. I had a big leather coat and a fedora that I'd wear, but yeah. I was like totally not Indiana Jones. And people were like, are you doing like an Indian yeah. thing? I'm like, no. <laughs> what are you talking like, about? Like, that jacket's too big. I'd be like, like, it's dun, too dun, big. Dun, dun. I'd be like walking through the halls. PE, I'd be humming. There goes Caleb. Yeah. Hey, whatever gets you through the day. That's true. You know. 
Yeah, I support any, you know, whatever dream you got. Dream it, baby. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, um, we want to go through the original trilogy, but I kind of like how we're digging into it kind of in a uh, more by topic. So, one of my favorite things about Indiana Jones is the indie reveals. They always seem to do a fun Indiana reveal at the beginning of the movie to... Uh, like show us where our hero's at and what's going on. Um, mm. What is your guys' favorite indie reveal? Do you mean like a reveal of the character or what do you mean? Yeah. Like usually it's like a shadow on the wall and then the camera pans and oh, there's Indy sure. standing oh. there. Like, um, it, like for example, I'll start. I think maybe my favorite is uh, another underrated film. Uh, you may have heard of it. Uh, the crystal skull, Indiana Jones and the wow. crystal skull. But he went there. I love when they drag him out of like the box or the car or something or a bag, and then oh, you yeah. see his like shadow all slumped over, and they prop him up, and then it turns, and you see this like gristly old indie who's like staggering on the you know the middle of the desert with all these Russians, and so it's good. just a really fun intro to me, and a great job of establishing him kind of as an older, kind of more wrestled. Well, that's it is again. Good. I think that's so cool is that they just drop you in. Yeah, exactly. Like they yeah. just. There's like no need to know what he was doing before. He's with this partner and they were in Mexico. And it's like they're setting up a separate movie that's like there's some crazy yeah. and then and then there's Indy. Like you don't expect Indy to be there and then swoop, there he is, our hero. You just yeah. You just yeah. create the headcanon. And I, I you're right, I love that that silhouette. Like, you know, you just see this man put on the hat, and you're like, oh, that that's him, that's the guy. And then the camera turns, it, it is an old yeah. version of Indy here. You know, like, he just looks so confused. Oh, yes. Yeah, you see the, the silhouette with the hat. Movie era. Yeah, it's so, so good. Actually, that, that is one of the best parts of Crystal Skull is the intro for Indy in that. It's great. <laughs> and even the even the, um, the first five minutes is the only good I was gonna part. Say, no, even, the, um, even the fridge and freezer I'll defend as, as within the scope oh. of... Okay, fun. we need to talk about this, but maybe we should... No, get into it. What do you th- speak? Speak just, your truth, brother. Okay. Look, I just watched Crystal Skull. It is a flawed movie. Of course it is. But when people were like, he gets into a lead lined uh, refrigerator and it saves him. Okay. <laughs> in Temple of Doom, they fall from a plane in an inflatable raft. Like raft. Yeah. <laughs> and then that would not happen. And yeah. it like falls like perfectly. That wouldn't yeah. happen. No. That just yeah. wouldn't happen. They. <laughs> <laughs> they myth busted that, okay? Did they actually now you're telling me, myth bust Yeah, they did. Oh, nice. That's yeah, cool. yeah. And now you're telling me you can't just... Bounce around. Sus- you can't suspend, like, disbelief or whatever, and then just... And it's it, like anyway. a dumb, fun intro. Like, you're seeing a myth about India. Like, that's the way I see it. Like, it's not mm. literal. Like, it's the Bible, where it's like... It's gone well, through I think a it's few literal. mouths. And, okay. I think it's fun. I think it's literally a lot no, of fun. <laughs> I would say my favorite's the the original with Raiders. I just it was just the first time I saw this character. It was just like yeah. you follow these guys in the the jungles. You never see this. You see a guy with a hat from the back for like for the most part. Yeah, yeah you don't then, see him for a long time. His face. No, not until one of the guys were trying to kill him. They pull out a gun. And he hears it. And all of a sudden, you see a hand with a whip crack at that gun, and then a man comes out of the shadows, and it's yep. There's our hero right there. So, cool. so good. just that moment is epic and still iconic. And 
feel like that's one of the coolest introductions for any <laughs> yes. like, action yeah. hero. Is is Indy the first guy to use a whip as like his his thing? Yeah, I mean, there's Catwoman. Yeah, she was a whip person. She was a whip person. Was that pretty um, ground? Because I don't think I know any other cool whip people. I would like to know. Yeah, what Cat is Catwoman Indy? What's the reason? Like, why why a whip? For like an archaeologist, you know what I mean? For some, yeah. yeah, for some reason, I always thought it was like archaeology related <laughs> in my head. I think. But then, yeah, Grab things from things far like, away. Yeah, that has nothing to do with it, does it? With anything? What do you use whips for? Like lion taming? Oh, but we do. <laughs> oh. We do learn why he uses a whip. I remember now. That's yeah, right, Caleb. Yeah. That that was a great uh, segue. Mm-hmm. Interesting, you bring that up because that's my favorite Last oh. Crusade. Yeah. So Ian, Last Crusade. What's your favorite yes. uh, intro there? Reveal indie reveal. So indie a little intro? twist. We get a young indie oh. in this movie. Young indie boy scout. It gives you like a little insight of his character, how he comes to find his whip, his hat, his fear of snakes, his love for adventure and objects of importance, of <laughs> historical importance. It's also funny. So in that movie, he's basically trying to stop these like grave robber types from selling like it's like a like a conquistador cross or something like that. Right. It's like a very like, mm-hmm. old, like engraved cross. And then he ends up like getting it back or getting the cross from these, from these grave robbers. And then they catch up to him and they take the cross back. And then the hero or not the hero, excuse me. The, the main villain is dressed up like what Indiana Jones would be like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very interesting that you would dress up as someone who like thwarted you and just like was like, you lose, guy. Sorry. <laughs> and he's like, interesting. I want to I want my complete look to be just like this man who is the complete opposite of what I want to be when I grow up. He's kind of badass, too. He so was like, badass. Like, no. Yeah. And in the credits, he's known as Fedora. He doesn't have a name. <laughs> oh, really? I did not know that. Coincidentally, yeah. my name, my nickname in high school was Fedora. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was the better nickname that I had in high school. I won't get into the other ones. Um, that was the most, yeah. yeah just kidding. Uh, I never, ever have worn a fedora. I don't think once in my life, for the record. No offense <laughs> to anybody who likes them. Just making that clear. Same. <laughs> yes. You were never in a ska yet. band? Yeah. <laughs> ska. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> um, um, I always wondered, too, if that was kind of the thing where he, like, it was like a jealousy hatred of that guy where he did oppose yeah. him philosophically, but also hated how cool he thought he was. We're like, right. Mm-hmm. Cause I always thought that was a kind of comp- interesting. Cause I feel like a lesser uh, origin story would have it be like his dad, who was also a pure of heart archeologist that mm-hmm. he copied his look. We yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, yeah, that is, I do like that. So, but the whip, the whip he does get, and this also yes. comes at the same time as his fear of snakes is born. He's um, mm-hmm. getting chased by Fedora, apparently his name is, through a circus train. And each circus car, each train car has different, like a circus attraction. So he goes through yeah. one with a lion and he grabs the whip off the wall to get past the lion. Real quick mm-hmm. trivia. So I found out that when he, so when he cracks the whip for the first time, he cracks it and it hits him in the chin. Yeah, right. And that's mm-hmm. because Harrison Ford has a scar on his chin. So it's like a little detail to show how he got that scar. Oh, yeah. wow. 
That was always like a great moment too. It's just as a kid, I it was something really yeah. visceral about it. Like, whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he hurt himself. Dangerous. Uh, also played yeah, by yeah. River Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix's oh, yeah. um, brother, who passed away at a young age, who was a really great actor in his time. Be great. Yeah, and he was handpicked by Harrison Ford for this movie. Oh, really? Like he was the one who requested, "Let's get River Phoenix to play a younger." That's so. He's awesome. a good young indie. Like it, it always clicked to me. I never questioned it when I watched it growing up. Oh. He's yeah, so great. And, and I think that's where the idea of young Indiana Jones came from. They were supposed to do a spinoff with River Phoenix, and he turned it down because he wanted to do more movies and commit to a TV show. And it's a good so, thing because right. that show is trash. Yeah. <laughs> would have been a waste of it's, time. It's interesting because in those in that car sequence, Caleb and Angelo, there's a he the way he gets away is he goes through like a magic box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Part of this It'd circus attraction cool. like circus attraction. <laughs> It'd be kind of cool if he also was just a magician too on the side. Every like, now like and he then he tricks. broke out a little, he, <laughs> like Ant Man. He peppered in, <laughs> yeah, he peppered in some magic tricks <laughs> to distract some Nazis who'd pull like napkins out. Somebody's of Somebody's falling you know, asleep in his class, and he does like a magic trick that pops in their face to wake them up. That'd just be a like, fun Whoa! little. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, awesome. Also, this is where you find out that his name is not Indiana. Yes, he has a dog's mm-hmm. name. Yeah, <laughs> wild. Again, another yeah. moment that I loved as a kid when everyone's laughing at him for his name because I was like, I relate to that. Like, But funny thing, while we're talking about these first four, um, Star Wars and Indiana Jones have a lot in common. George Lucas and Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg were contemporaries and creative partners in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones was actually a George Lucas project that he mm-hmm. kind of gave, not gave, but Spielberg ended up kind of directing, but... It, uh, it was created by George Lucas, right? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yes. like it's his. It's actually a Lucas his character property, yeah. which is interesting because you Spielberg gets more credit and maybe deserves it, but I always forget that this, like Star Wars, this is like he George Lucas birthed Star Wars and right. Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. Yeah, I, I know that. Like, there's many people that like I see on the web post like all these like fun little like. When the Force Awakens came out, I remember seeing like someone showed this extended universe Star Wars comic where Han Solo and Chewbacca they they light speed somewhere and they crash on a planet and Han oh. Solo dies and apparently Chewbacca escapes Han Solo in the dies? wild in this comic. Yeah, this extended <laughs> universe comic and Chewbacca roams this forest, which is somewhere here in the United States, <gasps> and Indiana Jones is apparently the guy in this comic that's hunting down this Sasquatch, which is Chewbacca. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, whoa, are they really in the same universe? Even though I've watched these movies countless of times, along with right. Star Wars, my whole life, and never really thinking putting two and two together, I'm like, maybe they really there is some some similarities, and got me thinking. There and are, I, yeah. Um, and of course, Star Wars is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So technically, it did, sure. they could happen at different points in history in the same timeline, right? right. Yeah. That's why a long time ago, World War II was a long time ago. Sure. That's, true. That's, sure. That's true. So that there was an Earth in the Star Wars universe in whatever, you know, timeline you follow. The Earth that exists there is the Earth of Indiana Jones. Yes. Because I think. The Indiana Jones saga is almost like Star Wars on Earth. I really think that's the closest we'll get to like them trying to bring like 
because like the, the Nazis are like stormtroopers. There's just all these yeah, callbacks right. in the, the movies. You know, it's almost like Spielberg's doing his own Star Wars like movie, and he was it's wearing a Star Wars hat and making Raiders of the Lost Ark. So he seemed really pumped and energized for it. So. And they do so many callbacks in them, or not callbacks, but like hints or the little Easter eggs. Like I think, yeah, there's like isn't there a C3PO and R2D2 like like engraving on one of the tombs in Raiders of the Lost Dark or something like that, or like a yeah, when the, yes, that's what I was going. I've always wanted the hieroglyph of R2 and C3PO, which I was yeah. like, oh, that's yeah. a fun Easter egg. But then if you're so, like, oh, maybe that's just a real, maybe at some point some Egyptian met R2 and C3PO. Who knows? I, I mean, know. Kingdom of the Crystal Droid. Skull, you know. Stranger Things, my friend. That movie is key to the <laughs> link in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. That'd be that so funny if it was like Jedi. That was the last Council of Jedi. Yeah. The... <laughs> That'd be cool if like the aliens were just um like the Mon Calamari or whatever. Like some like, wait, wait what? Or it's like Jabba the Hutt. You're like, oh. that awesome if Crystal Skull literally connected it directly to Star oh, yeah. Wars. That was like the big ending was like... I think so because that movie also revealed. Um, that's one of my also big things that no one's no one's talking about in Area Fifty One and, and Crystal Skull. Thank that you. There, there is a an engine, a jet engine that's not a normal jet engine. That like, come on, that that's a pod. Yes, and looks is just a, like a pod. Like it. Yep. It has, it's exactly like Anakin's pod racer. Like like closely. Uh, there's some differences, but it it's a pod racer engine that fell from another wow. dimension, which is revealed in. Crystal Skull that is interdimensionals. Hearing this, <laughs> even in in Andor, there's like the Sankara stones, the MacGuffin in Temple of Doom. Oh there was like, yeah, that's right. So they're, yes, they're just throwing it in our face. <laughs> they are, and yeah. and then even in uh, I don't know if someone pointed it out, but in Solo, uh, well, Paul Bettany's character, like he has all these treasures behind him, and one of them I think is the Crystal Skull from Crystal Skull. Oh my like, god! Come on. <laughs> Are it's like clear. Me? I think it is. It looks very like it. Yeah. I'm gonna look it up awesome. right now. Because I feel like yeah. And that okay. was in solo, Spe- right? In solo, yeah. Look up. Speaking the, uh... of Crystal Skull. So I so the so going back to Star Wars, the prequels. Okay, there's literally a crystal skull in no. solo. It doesn't look exactly like the long forehead ones. But literally a crystal the similarity. Skull. Can you share it? I think you can yeah, yeah. share it next to. I want to yeah. see this bad boy. See that? There we go. So there it is. Oh yeah. And now here's the indie one. See, it's got the long forehead, which this yeah. one doesn't oh, okay. have. Oh. But, but people think it's, it's a reference, thing. apparently, to Hansel in the Lost Legacy book, which. By Brian Daly. So my question is, yes, I brought it up. So I've been noticing this is a letterbox unofficial podcast. And with Indiana Jones coming out, a lot of people were logging all the Indiana Jones movies and a lot of people were logging Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And guess what? Everyone was like, not that bad. Yeah, it's actually not that bad of a movie. This is. This is what we've been saying. Yeah. We've been preaching the K-O-C-S. Um, is that right? Yeah. Cox. Okay. <laughs> we've been cool. We've been preaching the Cox. <laughs> anyway. 
No, I I actually so if we're gonna go down this path, I let's go. I need to make let's it officially it. known on the record. You know, nobody cares. I understand that, but it matters to me. I've been a proponent. Me, Angelo can vouch, and I, I he's agreed to, with me, so he can say the same thing. Kingdom mm. of the Crystal Skull is a decent movie. It's a Steven Spielberg, Harrison Ford, yes. Indiana Jones movie. Is it as good as the original three? No. Is it a no. fun, great movie directed by Steven Spielberg starring Harrison Ford? Yes. yes. It's a great, it's a totally great movie we should be grateful for. When they Disney bought Lucasfilm, I feel like at the very beginning, I was like, we are going to be so grateful we had Chris, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull at mm-hmm. all once Disney starts yeah. making indie. Because... Yeah, anyway, we don't need to get to the Disney indie stuff, but Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So, what's bad about it? There's like two bad CGI scenes, right? There are, I think, I think some. Okay, well, for me, Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> Someone mm-hmm. I love yeah. dearly. She's atrocious <laughs> in this movie. She has truly one of the worst accents yeah. put on film. It's a crime against humanity. I don't understand why she couldn't just be British working for the Russians. But yeah, that for me, that's like the biggest like pull of the collar. Like why she was over the top, I would say. Uh, I would agree. Like she was. It was like Rocky and Bullwinkle, (laughs) Angela. It was so bad. That's a good comparison. It was like cartoonish. It was cartoonish. Boris and Natasha. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. Is there another yes. indie that doesn't really fit with other indie villains? Mm, not really. Does it? No, I, I don't. Also, I think, yeah, what she was, I think her whole like quest to find like the, the power of like mind control, I thought was kind of stupid, but <laughs> I don't know. Like she still had that for me. Yeah. Was like, well, in, in terms of the villain archetype, she is still along the lines of all the other villains. I guess she's, they're trying to make her a culmination of all of them. Right. But you just made a good reason. Like, actually, you brought up a good point about the whole, like, her quest for knowledge. And just makes me realize all these villains in all these movies are all, they're all dumb. They all die because they're all, they're, they're all, all dumb they're all, people. Like, they're not using their brains, actually, even though you think they are. <laughs> they all die by their own hands, by their... <laughs> By the hubris. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's usually a le- it's usually some sort of lesson. There's like a very yeah. there's a very storybook kind of feel to the way the villains die and uh kind of meet their end, I think. I yeah. always felt like especially the first guy who's you know Belloc. people keep telling him not to mess with this. Uh-huh. I love him. And then he gets zapped, like just like, you know, and then the so Indy good. survives by respecting the um the arc and not looking basically, which is yes. you know, yeah. uh, a lesson on um like ian said hubris it is hubris it is hubristic if hubristic you will. of huber the the great the of, great huber. is that what it is no, i have no idea oh, okay <laughs> uh so so the first guy uh wants the ark and the power of the ark and he gets uh electrocuted the first bad guy he this, gets mm-hmm. god zapped god zapped yeah he gets smitten um biblically smitten uh, the second guy is the Temple of Doom heart guy. How does he, does he get tossed into the fire pit? By no, it, no, Sankara the stones. They oh, come to the rescue. Oh, yes, that's right. He 
jumps after. Well, and he was a dumbass because he was trying to uh, do the heart the heart ritual <laughs> on Indy while hanging on a dangling broken bridge. <laughs> what a, <laughs> you could have just climbed up and wait for him to climb up there, then grab him. And like, why'd you have to do it while you're hanging to your death? <laughs> it was almost like the hand of God, like trying to like take control of the situation, or the hand of whoever God those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they the Kala stones or the Ma- Shiva? Kala I think stones? the Shiva. They're the Sankara. Sankara, Sankara stones. stones. They're God of Shiva. Yeah, that's a great. That whole sequence on the bridge, I loved when I, I rewatched so that. Good. That that part was just like, man, this bridge stuff is like incredible. Also, Barely. no way they don't die when that whiplash hits of uh, Indy in the middle of the bridge, <laughs> hitting the the rock wall. Oh, they, your yeah. heads would explode. Oh, they would. There's a very convenient cut right when they're about to hit the wall, yes. and then they're all just <laughs> hanging. And I was like, yeah, because they would splat like yeah, bars. yeah. Speaking of like in uh, in defense of the I say this in defense of the freezer uh, bomb controversy. Yes, of course. Another another easy death that just magically works out. Yeah, which I say with love. Yes. Um, and then the third one, the main bad guy are, is the Nazis again. Mm. The Nazi lady, I think, in the third one. Well, him too. It's the the guy that like pays for the whole the whole That's expedition, Donovan. and he's the one that drinks the. That stupid dumbass <laughs> drinks from the from the the clearly golden Dumb. goblet. Yeah, of course Jesus <laughs> would have the the most yeah. fan. Yeah, Jesus was such what a, a fool. A, I love that effect, wander. by the way. Oh, and when he drinks it and he starts. One of my favorite melting humans. <sighs> yeah, so awesome! It's, very it's like good. a Sam Raimi like moment right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So let's get into um, Raiders. There's there's something about that ending of Raiders that is like when I was a kid was one of my favorite. I watched Raiders a lot. We had a VHS of it, so it got replayed a bunch. There's something about that ending where the big finale, the big after he does all the adventures, is just like him in a room, like picking a cup, and just kind of this old guy waiting to die, and this like bad guy. You know, there's just something really great about the finale being like the tension kind of being more about whether or not Indy was going to do it than about the bad guys. Like, I like how they, at that point, it's no longer about the race. Mm -hmm. Like it is, we just get to focus fully on the challenges and whether or not Indy can figure it all out. Mm -hmm. It's almost like anticlimactic, but it never felt like that when I was a kid. Like I loved looking at the goblets and trying to think if I could figure it out if I was there. Like it was just as fun as uh, Temple of Doom being in the lava temple and, you know, falling off of a bridge and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Well, again, it's just an example of him, like, it's like in some respect, like paying his respects or his respect to like the greater, like ph- philosophy or religion or whatever. His place in that history, yeah, like, yeah, history, like his, not just to get to that. Yeah, to get to that point to pick the goblet, he had like three different trials to kind of to um, test his uh, faith, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yes, Literally. test his faith. Thank you, Caleb. Yeah. And those are fun. The trials I always loved too. Like the the leap of faith the yeah. was always like how he figures that out and how that effect of the sand on nothing yeah. was always like such a cool thing when I was Amazing. a kid. One of the best moments of that the whole trilogy. Um, and then um, also in Crusade, we get a cool example of an older character in an indie movie. Um, and in my mind, having not seen Dial of Destiny, I think, hey. I wonder if there are any similarities between so in Indiana Jones and Last Crusade, his father played by in uh, James Bond, Bond himself, mm-hmm. Sean Connery. Intentional. Speaking of the connections, 
shaped by Sean Connery is in the movie and he's a definitely like supposed to be an older guy, but he's still like got a lot of life in him and he's very fun and, and a big, you know, he, he's very, uh, you know, a lot of fun. I always love Sean Connery mm. as Indy's dad. Are there any similarities? I, we don't have to get into dial yet totally, but do you feel like this was kind of similar to dial of destiny at all, or a template for how they did dial with like an older indie character in last crusade. Sean Connery's character is like obsessed with the grail. Like that's all he thought about. That's kind of what uh, Indiana Jones says. Like it's essentially like wedged a a hole between the two of them in terms of their relationship as like father and son. And there's a character who kind of has that same arc in dial of destiny where they were just obsessed about this particular thing. And that led their child to be like disenchanted by this whole thing and kind of, do things for the wrong reason, essentially. So there's like kind of that um, part of it, but I don't see, I don't, I don't know if there's any like similarities between the two in terms of an old, old Indiana Jones. That's a good and, point you brought up though, about like the obsession for the dial is kind of similar to Sean Connery's obsession to the Holy grail. Like I didn't think about it that way, but both movies have that callback and both have this, like them going to Indy to, because he has knowledge on something when this, if that person ever came right. to him, this movie would never happen. He'd just be getting drunk, watching television, <laughs> falling asleep like Harrison <laughs> Ford in real life. And there were uh, doses of attempts of Last Crusade because they, I mean, they have that motorcycle cart, you know, sequence where we have uh, Indy oh, and yeah. Helena and, and, and Teddy, but there was some some doses of callbacks to last crusade with Sean Connery and Harrison riding on the motorcycle being chased by the bad guys. Like there's, there's moments and yes, that he is like the older figure being with the younger adventurer, but, but not a hundred percent. Like it's still, I would still say it's still an indie, like, you know, movie, like it's still around him. Not just like, he's like being sidelined of his own movie. Not as much as I, I thought. And and some people have said about it, but. Hmm. That criticism you don't think is fair. It goes back and forth. I mean, I, I mean, whenever we get into dial, I'll, I'll definitely will fully delve into my thoughts on that. But if you want to discuss, yeah, we can stick with the old ones for now. So let's get Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. We are all fans, and then kind of have been. Like I've never not liked that movie. I always thought it was weird that people didn't like mm. it. We all agree. Yeah. We're not trying to convince anybody in this room that it's a worthwhile movie. Yeah, I think it's fun. I never hated it. I remember I had a, a friend went to the opening night. I didn't see it opening night. Surprisingly, as a fan, but he called me like the next day saying like it's one of the worst movies he's ever seen in his life. Wow. Saying it was like because he was an indie fan, also just as big as me, but he. Went to go see it and it was, he was just not happy venting to me about it. He didn't want to spoil because he said, Do you want me to spoil it or not? It's like, no, I'm going to go watch it like in a couple of days. So mm. you know, I'm going to go see it for yeah. myself. But I was getting all nervous like, oh crap, maybe it's true because he's so old and maybe it's like a little too, too VFX heavy from the previews because he was complaining about the CGI mm. a lot on the film, which I understand. And this is Crystal Skull, not Dial Crystal Destiny, Skull. Right? Exactly. Crystal Skull. Um, right. But. When I went to go see it, I left it and feeling like it was still fun. It's a lot of good time. And yes, it's not perfect. It is not the best. It's not. I still think it's yeah. the original trilogy is still there up there. And it's I think it's still right underneath it just a little bit. But it's still fun. I don't think it's that bad. I still felt like it had the spirit of the original trilogy. 
Harrison Ford is doing his best still being Indiana Jones. Like the, he's still the character. Hmm. And that's what matters to me. Just seeing yeah. that character being put into a whole nother movie. Cause I like the idea of seeing him entering the, the nuclear era, the whole cold war era is fun. Yeah. I, I could see the hangups with like the alien plot and that being like a little weird, but it kind of makes sense with what that era was going through. Like, the area 51 obsession the yeah. great like the grades yeah. obsession so it kind of works in yeah. that sense and then i guess like the other thing is the whole shia labeouf like getting kind of crammed into the story with the hopes of like start mm-hmm. rebooting a, a new a new series of movies i'm sure that kind of felt a little ham-fisted mm. but there are parts i because he's he's so shia labeouf is very charismatic in this movie charismatic yeah. in this movie i think he I think he actually does a really good job with what he's kind of dealt with. Yeah. So I, I actually like him in this movie. I think he's I pretty too. fun. And uh, he kind of has like that weird Indiana Jones entrance or that cool entrance where he like arrives in a billow of like fog on a motorcycle. And you're like, wait, <laughs> yeah. who is this guy? And he always ha- he has his like knife, like his like whip equivalent. He has his leather jacket, like he kind of has his, his outfit. Yeah. Yeah. His comb. Yes. <laughs> Love the comb. <laughs> So yeah, and is his entrance at the diner? Is that later? That's right after. No, he yeah, and he, yeah. I love the diner scene too with him. Oh, with the fight with, with the the, the guys. That's so good. Yeah, I let's get into Shia LaBeouf. Problematic. Um, we do not endorse Shia LaBeouf. We do not endorse Roman Polanski, <laughs> but I do endorse Shia <laughs> LaBeouf as Indiana Jones's successor. I thought. Oh, do you? not in um not in uh in real world context but just in my dream world of how life could have gone and how indiana jones franchise could have gone i think shia labeouf taking over would have been great for the indiana jones franchise and would have worked personally interesting yeah i wonder do you disagree do you not like shia as much as no i mean i like i said i loved him in this movie a part of me is just like just it's it's kind of hard to be like seeing someone else take the mantle other than Harrison Ford like it kind of feels like let's just let it die when he dies a little bit but I do love the speaking of hubris just at the very end of the movie when the wind kind of sweeps the hat towards (laughs) Uh him and you're like oh you're actually going for it it. okay cool and then Indy swipes it out of his hand right at the last (laughs) second and is like maybe not yet so good yeah (laughs) but um no, I see. I see that. I think. I think in my mind, especially in this age of never-ending franchises, the idea of of continuing in the spirit of indie. I think what they plan on doing, from what I understand, with Phoebe Waller, or at least there's like um a chance it'll happen, where it's not technically an Indiana so anymore, Jones yeah. uh, franchise, oh, yeah. but you could do the Adventures of Mutt Williams, and then it's you know it continues the sure. spirit again in the in a better world, in a world where George Lucas still owns. Indian Lucasfilm and has control. Like I think it's all dead yeah. with Disney. No offense to Disney. Well, offense to Disney. No offense to people who like this well, movie. And his character's name is Henry Jones the Third, so he is Indiana Jones. So like, if they, I think I feel like that Good was point. George Lucas' intention to. He's like literally, you guys, no complaints. Because <laughs> so so Shia's name was uh, Mutt's name was Henry, Henry Jones the Third. That's what Marion reveals Junior to Indy when they're see I don't even remember they're it. in the quicksand and they're trying to get out and that's where because he, he was telling oh get him get him get off his back about school you know let him live his life 
And then she just says, like, that's your son, man. Like, this, this is our kid. He needs to be in school. But yeah, she says, yeah, he is Henry Jones the third, And he just has that. Yeah, that's where he responds with the school. Like, <laughs> man, I love Crystal School. I also love in that, that area of Crystal School or that part. Of, or maybe it's later. But I love... Um, when they are going out into like kind of the wild and they're, they're dealing with like the native, there's kind of native wild people. Those sets Even are just like for that one scene. Yeah. Where and then it never happens oh, again. I love it. I just, there's something about that where it feels like an old, like horror movie on like a stage. Uh, it feels yes. like a, a vampire music video type level. The uh, part where they get ambushed by right. the tribes in, in the temple. Yeah, yes. I think so. I think so. And, or no, and it's like, at night, right? When they're trying to yes, find they're, they're like digging something. Oh, it's hit or, uh, him and Mutt or Indian Mutter trying to find the, yes, uh, the skull. And it's just them. It's like early on when they're still bonding and kind of figuring each other out. It's kind of their get to know you adventure. Yeah, that, that sequence is fun with the scorpions. And yeah, the... I thought I thought in general Harrison Ford and Shia had just great chemistry too. Like I just enjoyed them together a lot. I, I agree, man. I, I actually really like Shia LaBeouf at that time because he's he's done like um, I mean we grew up in that even Stevens generation. He yeah, was in Transformers. Transformers. Yeah, Rising Star. I think man. he had uh, totally. he had that thriller, that horror movie. That, oh, this Disturbia. Disturbia. Yeah. No, he was. Yeah, and yeah. he was in. Uh, he was in Wall Street. Yeah. He was doing all like the. He was like booting up all these. Yeah, he was all in these the movie franchises. Forever. Yeah. Like he had charisma at a young age. This guy had it all already. And the fact that he was going to be the successor in Indiana Jones, I was like, yeah, maybe he's, I know he's at the time it was young, but I was like, okay, maybe down the road, I could see him be the Indiana Jones. Maybe if that happened, I was open for it. I was open for it and never got it. Yeah. So. <laughs> we all were. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then other things happened. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So, this is an opportunity to cover anything else you want to cover under this uh, premise. But as we wrap up the first four, we're just over an hour here with our breaks. Um, favorite of the first four. Uh, we've kind of talked about this already, but uh, I've said, and I'll stand by it. My favorite is uh, crystal skull. And just because this is a show where I can talk about movies the way I want, I'll say my second favorite is... Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> Temple of Doom is my favorite. As I already said, I'm not changing it. <laughs> Crystal Skull, I think, is my second. Then Raiders, then Last Crusade. But truthfully, I would probably say Temple of Doom is my favorite, and then the rest are tied, honestly. If I, wow, if I could, just fun. like... Because... I, when I even doing it right then, I was like, Oh, but I love Raiders. Oh, but I love, um, uh, yeah. last crusade. Oh, but I love crystal skull. They're just all great. But I do think temple's my favorite for non-important reasons. Nothing I can defend. That, that minecart scene alone makes it one of the best movies so ever made. Like the best minecart scene. Yeah. It's like a, I, I'm surprised they haven't made that to like a legitimate ride, or maybe they did in another Disneyland somewhere. But like, I wish I rode those Thunder Mountain, right? Thunder Mountain, oh, yeah, Thunder Mountain. We, we had when I was what? watching it this time, I was like, that's big Thunder Mountain, that's like pretty right. close, right? Why is there no big snake in any of the movies? So, I did notice in one of the movies, there is a snake, um, 
in Temple of Doom, there's like a snake yes. statue that's small, but does there's yeah. like at some point there's a snake that goes down and tries to snap at somebody, but I can't remember where. But I was like, I think that's the inspiration for the ride. Oh, you're talking about the snake on the ride? Yeah, I, I remember it coming up in the movie somewhere. Can I give you guys some, a little something I found out recently Please. by watching YouTube videos? Yeah. So, um, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he's with the that golden idol at the very beginning of the movie in Peru and has eyes, so th- if for a split second the eyes on the on the idol track, they like follow Indy like as he moves to like make it look like kind of like the gods are seeing him through through this like this idol thing, and then the same thing happens in Temple of Doom with that snake thing killed. There's like these two snake pill like pillars or something. And then Indy like looks at one and like either freaks out. And then you see the snake thing move, like almost like addressing his presence. So crazy. I love it. Cool. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Every, there's always a little bit of realism to the magical stuff in these movies. If anything has got like the heart getting ripped out, it really does keep beating and keeps the guy alive, even though it's some, weird voodoo magic in the middle of india Mm -hmm. wilds right which is another thing i love in this movie and this franchise is that the magic's always real it's never like scooby-doo where in the end you realize it was just a bunch of tricks yeah that somebody was playing that's there really is weird stuff aliens are happening (laughs) god is zapping people for real you know hearts are being ripped out and keep beating for real it's all happening the voodoo doll in um in oh, yeah. Temple of Doom, really does control Indy, mm-hmm. the little freaky prince kid. Right, right, right. Short right. round, short rounds uh, foil. <laughs> Who gets kicks his ass? I wanted to go back because you yeah. you brought up uh, on the mine cars, Big Thunder Mountain, like it reminded me of that roller coaster. But I read on the yeah. trivia that the mine cars audio, uh, Spielberg and Lucas were able to get all the record all the roller coaster tracks of Disneyland roller coasters. For the minecart. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so the sound effects, if it reminded you of a Disneyland ride, that's probably why. That rules. They use the audio. That's cool. Of the... That's business. <laughs> it's there. crazy. It's like 4D level, uh, like uh, <laughs> infusing. It's crazy. There's already a, a Disney connection before they acquired yeah. Lucasfilm. So it's... Well, cool. Okay, so... So you guys, favorite movies, you can order them however you'd like. Angelo, do you want to go first? You know, like my favorite, I mean, the first one that I've seen obviously was Raiders. My dad showed it to me at a young age and that yeah. just, just blew my mind. And I can't, I don't know, so, so much of that movie is imprinted in my brain and I rewatched it so many times. And it's like probably my favorite action time or favorite action adventure film just has like, I don't know, I never get tired of it. But I also love Temple of Doom also. It's just a fun ride. And you're right. I think you mentioned before that there's similarities with the the Disneyland ride. I always think of that uh, movie with that ride every time I watch it. it. And it's just. And I like how dark it is and I like how goofy it is. It's a really weird movie, but I just like love it. And I just feel great every time I I watch Temple. But and I but I like it, all of them. I like all the movies, especially with Last Crusade. I don't want to diss that movie because it, it is great. It is a great. They're all like, your children. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Last Crusade's great, and Crystal Skull. It is overhated. I feel like people like overlook a lot of the good stuff in that movie. And- I- Throwing the baby out with the bathwater, I think. Again, look at Letterbox. Look at the recent reviews on Letterbox. Everyone is 
reconciling. They're bending to the logit opinion. We are the yep. set, the trendsetters, baby. Yep. Even though it's the I first mean, time we're is... talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is still a Steven Spielberg movie. It still yes. has a signature style and, and kind of you his know, last like real adventure movie. Like I'd have to yeah. look at his, his list, but it doesn't seem like he's done anything like that old Spielberg style since even if it wasn't Spielberg. perfect. Yeah. I think is I think that and War of the Worlds are probably his last like true. Uh, like, oh, I love War of the Worlds. Same. It's another underrated movie. I feel like that gets yes. overlooked Same. as Agreed, well. Dude, totally. Very underrated. Such a um, fun one. Another great Tom Cruise one. Too. Oh, we should talk about that. A fun one where Tom Cruise isn't playing like the ultimate action hero too, which he's great at playing that guy. But it's fun seeing him play just like a struggling dad too. A father, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a fun. It's a fun role. Um. All right, Ian. Yes. So what about you, man? It's hard to disagree with Raiders not being number one because it's I think it's a near perfect movie. Actually, yeah. no, it's a perfect movie. It's like one of the best. After rewatching, I was like, this is amazing. You get all like the Spielberg like director quirks that just make his movies just so unbelievably stylized and beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I think I love Last Crusade the most. I think that's my number one. Cause wow, cool, nice, nice. Oh yeah. Because I'm a I when I I remember when I watched it or that was the one I gravitated the most to because I was a big like Knights of the Round Table kind of guy. Like I loved swords. So the whole like, look, were the Crusaders bad people? Yeah, they were. They were awful people, but <laughs> they all had swords, which was cool. And I just like the idea history. To- yeah, I like the idea of like this kind of not being like unlike the Ark of the Covenant and I guess the Sankara stones to ex- an extent the Grail just seems more like Arthurian than than like a like a religious artifact. So I kind of like that aspect of it, and I just like the um, I just like kind of the interaction with the uh, the Nazis. <laughs> I like I like all those duel when he like when he jousts with the with the. <laughs> With another guy on a motorcycle, that's just that's great. That's really cool, and I so love fun. the the Zeppelin scene or the yeah. boom, the air. Yeah. Love anything with the Zeppelin. Rockman awesome. had a Zeppelin yeah. too, which I love. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking on the Nazis in Last Crusade, since you brought it up, yeah. and I'll just sneak this in. I love the scene when he's tied. He and Sean Connery, his dad, are tied together, so good, and the yeah. fire's going, and they're trying to figure out that part, and they they keep turning the door and getting into the room with all the Nazis, and they just yeah. yeah. It's, that scene always. It's a blast. Like who's that? Eng- What's that Englishing? That yeah, what is yeah, that? yeah. Just like it's the like old timey. Uh, Benny, they're just like running really fast. Carnival yes. music. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that so that'll be my number one. Then we'll do Raiders, and then Temple, and then I think Crystal Skull will round it off. Cool. Yeah, oh, that's a good list. Um. Well, awesome. I feel like that was a good recap of the first four and we can continue to touch on these as we go into dial of destiny however Mm -hmm. is there anything you guys want to touch on before we move on anything random any just cool fact you didn't come up while we were going through them anything you you want to get uh on the record yeah i i have a list of all the the actors that were all uh a candidate to play jones before harrison ford got the role want me to read you all the whole the whole list yes yeah, go for it. Okay, so all the actors that were being considered or had screen tested were Sam Elliott, Jeff Bridges. Is that Jurassic Park, Sam Elliott? 
No, it's um Big, mustache, Big Lebowski. Right? Yeah. Um, the narrator Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have uh, Christopher Guest. What? <laughs> Bruce Boxleader Leitner. He was from the original Tron. Cool. I have cool. Mark Harmon, Peter Coyote, Michael Bean, Sam wow. Shepard. Oh wow! David Hasselhoff. <laughs> mm, that'd be fun. <laughs> Jack Nicholson, Nick that Nolte. Be, I could see that. That makes the most been, sense out of all those people I've heard. I think yeah. Nick Nolte yeah, would be kind insane. of like a weathered. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be fascinating. Even Bill Murray, Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, Gene Hackman. Bill Murray, I actually could see him doing like a Star Lord type of thing with Indiana Jones. Oh, maybe, yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. Quippy. Yes. Yeah, I think it would have been interesting. It would have been really like, not obviously, it's, it's, it would be a whole different movie because Bill Murray yeah, has yeah. a whole different vibe. I mean, he's great. I love Bill Murray. And a younger Bill Murray, that's very interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, how old would he? Would- he would have been he would have been in his 30s. I mean, like Ghostbusters, he is kind of like the Indiana Jones of the Ghostbusters. He's like the cool yeah. kind of, you know, yeah, good soul. Angelo, do you know if he um, or sorry, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the last one on the list was Tom Selleck, and he was the one that actually had. <laughs> oh, there's footage the online. Yeah, oh, there's footage online really? of the, him screen testing with Karen Allen and uh, some of the actors on the movie. Because originally they didn't want to get Harrison because I think George said, oh, he's already Han Solo. And I feel like I didn't want to cast him again. And like, you know, in this. But then I think Spielberg was the one that was like, oh, let's, let's get Harrison. Get Harrison. He's per- coming he's to come in. <laughs> crazy how he played two of the most like iconic, coolest characters of the of the 70s and 80s and and just like walked into those roles. Basically, it's cr- kind of insane. Yeah. I think that's what made him, you know, made him the star like he is. Yeah. And then Tom Selk would have been Indiana Jones and then Harrison Ford would be on Friends. How does that work? <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> He'd be in what's, what's that TV show he did? The Ferrari. Blue uh, Bloods or no. Yeah, I was going to Mag- say Magnum like P.I. Magnum P.I. Oh, Magnum P.I. Oh, yeah. Magnum Ford, Magnum is good, would be. <laughs> that could be swap. Sick. Actually, <laughs> I actually like that. In an alternate reality, I've been, yeah. I would actually watch that show then if it was Harrison Ford. I mean, I never grew up, but that was not our time. But so um, to wrap this up, before we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and do some Dial of Destiny stuff. Um, but I want to do one last question that you inspired me to think of, Angelo. If you guys could pick one person to succeed the franchise. Ian, I know you kind of said you don't want anybody doing it, but let's say you have to and you get to pick. They're going to make the movie regardless, but you get to pick the person. Who would you guys pick to be the next? It doesn't need to be a literal Indiana Jones, but if if we could pick the person to succeed the throne, the hat in some way, who would it be? Can we do this when we come back? Think about it while we take a break, everybody. Take a break. We'll be back in five minutes. Thank you for listening. This is the Indiana Jones special of Log It with Ian, Caleb, and Angelo. We'll be back in five. Oh, good one. Thank you. Uh, In the first film, my questions about it were many. Why am I wearing a leather jacket in the jungle? Isn't it hot here? Why am I carrying a... Whip, what am I gonna do with a whip? Are you gonna whip people? Oh, okay. And the hat, 
Well, it's an evocation of a time, uh, a period, you know, a reflection of uh, movies past. Oh, okay. We are here to talk about Indiana Jones. We're back from the break. When we left off the break officially, I asked you guys who would you have be the next Indiana Jones if you could pick and had to pick. Ian, you had were very excited about yours. Who are you? Who would you pick? It's easy, Caleb. It's yeah. easy. Okay. Chris Pine. Oh my God! I was Captain Kirk. He'd be a good one. He is extremely handsome quippy as all get out and he's just like he looks like he he's scruffy he's he does have that natural charisma where he just you kind of believe yeah. he's he believes in himself like indy you just kind of believe he's that guy especially yeah. his role in wonder woman i always thought him in that movie had the oh, he sure. had the indiana jones vibe in that movie. better, better than like, the movies i thought kind of like his character like they yeah you know, like he, he was more fun than they did with him He's underused. I feel like he's such a fun actor where I feel like he's always get put in the typical generic type blockbuster movies, which he's been in some good ones. I did like the first Star Trek and then um, Dungeons and Dragons was fun, but he I feel was like so he, good in Dungeons and Dragons. He, I he really him was. And even there, movie. he has Indiana Jones moments because he's like a thief. Exactly. And he's, you know, smart. He's a scoundrel. Bad guys. Yeah. yeah, it had its yeah, it log episode callback Dungeons and Dragons. We covered that on the show. Ian oh, you guys talked about it. We oh. did actually. Yeah. And I, I do remember. Can't remember which episode it. that was. Um, Four. It was. It was one through nine, I think. Oh, because Ian watched it. it. Been, that's right. That's right. Those. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely one of the first nine. Yeah. And we, and we love Chris Pine. Yeah. Because I was actually going to pick him too. He was on my list. I was like, dang, he got to you. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, no, it's good. No, it's. I'm glad. Glad you brought it up because I'm glad that other people are, agree with that too. That he'd be a good Indiana Jones. I think so. Sorry, is that I a helicopter airplane? Oh, nice. No worries. That's nostalgic. Him is a uh, Captain Kirk. I love. Like, I think he's the best of those Star Trek movies too. There's he's a so few good. other gems and great characters, but he's just really fun in that role. Yeah. Okay, Angelo, and who would be your successor? Chris Pine for Ian, a great pick. You know, because back then there was all these rumors, and was it? I can't remember. Early to two twenty tens, they were saying when Disney bought Lucasfilm, they were going to make a new Indiana Jones movie. People were saying, oh, they're not going to continue after Crystal Skull. They're going to reboot it. And there's all these rumors. And there were two big ones. And at the time, I was like, oh, those aren't bad choices. And I kind of like one of them. I don't know anymore because I know back then it was Chris Pratt. Everybody was giving all this like praise. And maybe back then, like fresh off Guardians of like, yeah, that's a perfect choice. But it's like now he's he's just feel like he's been doing the same stuff. And he's not as I don't know. For me, he's not as fun anymore i'm just getting a little burns out of chris pratt a little bit so i wouldn't pick him anymore maybe back then i would well the other one they i think so yeah yeah and one and i feel like if you direct him right he would be interesting as bradley cooper would have been a pretty that's a good solid indiana jones because i feel like he's because he has the scruff he's he's tall he's big and i think he's got he could nail the 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 professor part and he can nail the action yes part, so you know him and him in the hangover is kind of a little bit indiana jones professor by day oh, yeah. you know he's like tired of his little oh, shit. and That's then right. he goes off on his big adventure and is kind of the scruffy <laughs> you know badass hero of of the rest of the movie a piece yeah. of shit That's also so his character in that yeah. movie mm-hmm. but so is indiana jones you know well 
<laughs> he has his moments. He has his moments. And he uh, could play that well, too. If he has to be a jerk, he could do it well. So. He could do, yeah, the snarky kind of. It belongs in the music. That's a great, that's a fun one. That's a really fun yeah. one. I see like, the hangover uh, limitless. He's kind of that kind of hero action hero, yeah. which people liked that movie a lot. That was kind of a weird hit. If Disney had to do like a reboot, you know, like I feel like the Chris Pine or Bradley Cooper would have been, wouldn't have been awesome. It's like, yeah, if they have to do a Casino Royale type reboot for Indiana really Jones, good. which maybe they should have done that route. Maybe they should have gone that route. Hey, there's still time, you know, <laughs> we're yeah. going to get these movies till the end of time. My pick would be the the man who was picked to succeed Harrison Ford in another role, uh, Alden Ehrenreich. I would. Oh, I, would good I still yeah. believe in Alden. I still believe in Alden being Harrison Ford's successor to Han Solo. I still. I think he's a waste. I think he's an actor who has not gotten a real opportunity yeah. yet. He's a really charismatic guy. I think Solo is such a cluster <laughs> that it. it hampered him and he got wasted and he's not movie. the reason that movie wasn't that no wasn't no that. just the fact that if the original directors that were attached to the movie directed the movie it would have been really good let's That's release just a the miller mm-hmm. phil lord lord and miller cut because yes, like please. we did the snyder cut let's do this one because let's see what was happening because I, th- I i think there's a lot more fun happening in that movie than what we got solo's a fine movie mm-hmm. it wasn't great wasn't yeah. bad um mm-hmm. in my opinion you made a good uh, point. Let's 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 get a petition to release all these cuts that we've never seen. Yeah, that works, right? Especially for Lucasfilm, they're in a down point right now. If they want to make some money, then do a re-release of Gareth Edwards' version of Rogue One. Buzz? Yes, release the original theatrical trilogy. Release Gareth Edwards. <laughs> it's the streaming age. All you have to do is upload the MP4. Somebody's That's got true. the latest yeah, cut on yeah. a hard drive somewhere. I guarantee. That's you. That's in the Disney Vault somewhere. Uh-huh. Just Just up, it. It's the streaming age. Just release as an yeah. alternate non-canon cut. People would go nuts. <laughs> people would forget yeah. about Marvel crash. And people mm-hmm. would forget about it so fast. But we're not here to talk about all that fun stuff. We're here to talk about Dial of Destiny. So we've Ooh. we've been building up to it with the last four. You guys have seen Dial of Destiny. I have not. I want to start just with first reactions and kind of um, building your your uh layout for the rest of this conversation angela what did you think of dial of destiny you know overall i did not hate the movie but at the same time i would say it's not perfect there's a lot of things i keep going back i'm like wait that doesn't make sense this doesn't make sense no but but i still like there was there was moments in there that i'm like okay that's that's a real indie moment that's cool it has doses of good stuff that i I look, it has a, it's mixed, I guess, for me. Like, there's a lot of goods and there's a lot of like, hmm, I'm not so sure about things. Mm. I think overall, like, yeah, I, I, I did not hate the movie, and I would say right now it's still my least favorite of all of them. So, and we'll definitely get into that. <laughs> yes, that's a good start. Thank you, Ian. What did you think? I actually, I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I would because going into it premiered at Cannes, which crazy um, probably one of the worst decisions ever made and it just got completely lambasted and that really like lowered my expectation i was like i'm gonna see this movie regardless but mm-hmm. my um i'm going in like with a it has to be as at least as good as crystal school that's all i need from this yeah that was and my uh too. yeah and i left i left pretty satisfied there like angela i think there were some things that i'm like 
oh, this doesn't work for that reason mm-hmm. or that. But but overall, I, it felt like a good kind of cap if that is what it turns out to be the on the series as a whole. I had a good time. Yeah. I had a good time at the movies. Yeah. Like the feeling it's 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 still refreshing to see it like an adventure movie versus like yeah a, another recent movie like The Flash is just another oh here's another typical big superhero movie where shit goes crazy yeah. and here's beat the bad guys yeah where this just felt you like what, oh oh sorry you know what it was Angelo or what what why I liked it in comparison to like The Flash or like a uh, kind of like your latest mcu entries is that it was like filmed on location like they filmed at in places which i think just propelled it in my in comparison to any of these like recent blockbuster entries because it was actually it was pretty beautiful like a lot of the a lot of the shots a lot of the scenes i actually were like like there's a there's a big set piece in i think it's morocco yeah I, i loved that like that was really fun to watch but yeah anyway I agree. Like there, there was a lot of beautiful locations they they utilize in the film, and just a lot of just like, just has that feeling of like the old movies when they go to a place. You feel like man, like you're also like on like kind of like a mini vacation with them, and exactly until, until shit hits yes. the fan, then it's like okay, yeah, now we're back to action. But I agree, there are some beautiful yeah set pieces in the movie, and some practical stuff that I was very surprised because I was expecting a lot more CG heavy stuff, you know, which there is. But yes. there was a lot of like, oh, okay, wrong location. Oh, that's a real motorcycle stunt. That's a real car stunt. Yes. So I appreciate that. That's that aspect of the movie. Yeah. That stuff means a lot to me. It goes a long way, I should say. It doesn't mean a lot to me. And that sounds weird. So just a quick note. This uh, movie was shot by a man named Fidon Papa Michael, which is a crazy name. That's a cinematographer for Dial of yeah. Destiny. He also shot The Trial of the Chicago 7, which I did not see from 2020. He shot oh, Ford versus Soderbergh. Uh, what's his name? I love that movie. Aaron Sorkin, right? Aaron Sorkin. Or Sorkin? Chicago okay. 7 was yeah written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. I think that was his directorial debut. Um, mm-hmm. Ford versus Ferrari, 2019. He also oh, shot gold. a few mm-hmm. other interesting downsizing um, from 2017. Oh, oh, interesting. Which I didn't see, but looked really interesting. It's a little uh, overheated. That's the guy that yeah. did. Um, I'm trying to remember who that director is. Oh, uh, Alexander Payne. Uh, yeah, Alexander oh, yeah, Descendants, the Descendants and... with George Clooney yeah. was a good one. The Sideways, yeah. the wine one, I believe, is Alexander. Oh, it was Payne. Sideways. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I, I didn't hate Downsizing. Well, which he also shot. He shot Sideways too. Hilariously enough, mm. I just got to that. Oh, nice. So he must work with Alexander Payne. He did Walk the Line. I'll go through a few more because there are a lot of them actually. Three Ten to Yuma. W. Uh, Night and Day with Tom Cruise and uh, Cameron Diaz. Underrated movie. Ides of March, The Descendants, we just mentioned. This is 40 with Judd Apatow, Nebraska, which I believe won uh, an Oscar for cinematography. That's an Alexander Payne movie too, right? Yeah. Yep. Also Black and White. We discussed that on our Black and White episodes. Cool runnings he shot. I'm sorry, there are just what? so many. I'm my mind is kind of getting blown. Look at the bobsledding movie. Yeah, the classic Disney oh, wow. film. That's a great resume he's got. That is really cool. cool. So so it makes it's sense really, that you guys both yeah. noticed how great it looked because he's yeah. doing some pretty awesome stuff. Oh yeah. It, whenever it's not a CGI man running around, it looked great. So. Oh, <laughs> is there a lot of bad CGI indie? In the There's first like two parts for me. Sorry, Angelo. Oh no no, no but. No, I was just going to say in the beginning, yeah, the first 20, 30 minutes it was, <laughs> it was pretty long. Like, it, 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 I thought, it was too long. Yeah. Too long. 
Like it's a cool concept of you know recreating the you know the World War Two mission that he goes on and mm, having yes. a young Harrison. I appreciate the concept, but I don't know. I still think they haven't perfected de aging. There's just still something that still like gives it away that it's an animated face. Like when he moves into light, it's just like oh, yeah. you see the Polar Expressness on his face, and especially <laughs> he's on a train in this movie. Just thinking about Polar Express a lot. <laughs> yeah tom hanks is in the movie for some reason like, yes, he's the conductor <laughs> hello the conductor there just jumps out. <laughs> can i see your ticket uh, <laughs> oh gosh but there is there is a lot of screen time with dh indy so i'll yeah. say that two times i, I will say i will say angelo when it looked good it looked really good yeah and then when it looked bad it was like kind of almost like there was no in between you're like wow i can't believe that's not him and then you're like oh my god that looks like a (laughs) melted plastic on his face yeah like when it's in the darkness when he's hiding in like the shadows it looked great yeah you can tell oh that doesn't that is harrison right now and then when he moves it a light yeah speaking of reveals that is a pretty good reveal caleb when you asked that earlier oh yeah yeah dial destinies yeah, because, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know what you thought, Angela, but I kind of like, so basically, yeah, like the first like 20 minutes is just like, a, here's a little bit of young indie just to get acclimated before we just give you 80 year old indie. But it's like <laughs> essentially him going on, like uh, trying to classic find an artifact of of importance like mm-hmm. uh, from the Nazis. So yeah. that's like the the main thing of the movie. But yeah, they like carry him into this room and he has like a bag on his head and then they pull the bag off and it's mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. I like that. I thought that was pretty cool. It was almost a callback uh, to Crystal Skull. Of these. Yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. The bag too, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. No, the only difference, I feel like Crystal Skull had a much more of a nice, more longer build up to it, to having Indy, where this one kind of just jumps to it so fast. And maybe because I'm just yeah. thrown away by the opening logos of having like, uh, the Disney <laughs> castle cutting to the Paramount, which then oh, yeah. fades to yeah. nothing, just cuts the Lucas film. So that, as a diehard fan, just little little nitpick has thrown me off to like, to I don't know, right? Yeah, something. I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa this is whoa, everything's happening so oh, fast, you know? You mean like the Paramount tra- transition into like the peak or something, like into a mountain yeah, because yeah, they yeah. had the Paramount yeah. logo, but they did not utilize it for some reason, which I found <laughs> bizarre. I bet it's some. Sorry, some bullcrap. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I feel like if if it's just a Lucasfilm movie that fades, if the Lucasfilm logo f- opens to the the lock in the film, then just put the Lucasfilm logo. Don't put the Disney or Paramount. Yeah. Just open up with that, and we get it. You know, but that's just a nitpick of mine. That, that it does kind seem of... like you'd want to keep it as close to the original as you c- could. Yeah. Like if if they open up a just Lucasfilm by itself, I understand since I, that they're full they fully own all of their movies. So which I never understood. Like don't bring the Paramount logo if you're not gonna use it like the classics. So that's just that's just a nitpick. But but yeah, it thrown me off in the beginning because right after that we already get to the guy being dragged and all this war is happening around and then then we get so to take off. They really, the yeah, they they cut straight to the action. That's yeah. a perfect way to segue into my next question, which is how does it start? Well, it's just him and uh, his friend Baz. They're trying to escape this from the Nazis. So, and he was able to escape. And apparently, they uh, um, they find out the Nazis are after this dial. And then Indy fights these Nazis. He's trying to get this thing away, this dial. And then I think right in there's like you find out one of them was a fake, right, or like one of the yeah. Artifacts. So I, I think so. What you were saying. So this is where Mads Mikkelsen. You meet Voller, Doctor yes. Voller, Hans, whatever his name is. He's the <laughs> one that's like. 
you guys are looking for the wrong thing. This <laughs> this spear thing is not it. That's a fake. Yeah. We need this dial. The the dial of Archimedes. That's what that's yes. the real that's the, that holds the true power of whatever Hitler's looking for. Um, and then at the same time, just to show that they're both on the same level. And he's like, hey, this thing is a fake talking about the spear. And he knows this isn't an actual like anything of value. And that the real value is this this dial, uh, this ancient dial that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So basically, yeah, that sequence ends with a big chase between Voller and and I almost called him Han Solo, Indiana Jones, <laughs> where he gets he ends up getting the dial. There's a big confrontation. Hans Voller gets knocked off the train, presumed dead. And then oh. and then Indiana Jones and his little sidekick, Basil, jump off the train. Mm-hmm. You think everything is great. You see the paratroopers parachuting in the distance. Victory. Great. Mm-hmm. Cut to. We're in the 60s, baby. Beatles are playing. Everyone's stoked about the moon, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Indy's I actually really like news that. at this point, right? Oh, no one get it. Actually, <laughs> that's part of that. I actually really liked about this movie. Angelo is so he's teaching now in New York. He's kind of like it's like kind of like a fish out of water. You know, the past is behind him. No one really cares about artifacts. Everyone's looking to the future because of the space program, things like that. Yeah. And to really nail that home, you see Indiana Jones teaching a class, usually where everyone's fawning over him and no one could care less. Everyone's just like, get me out of this classroom. We don't want to know about these this dial of Archimedes. We could, we don't care, sir. We don't care. (laughs) So that's a fun little flip. Yeah. Of the, of the narrative or of the, which then sets up her, uh, this girl in the classroom who's answering all the questions to his lecture. Ah, Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've heard a lot about this (laughs) character, not this story part. Cause he's teaching all about that battle that's connected to Archimedes. And then you realize, Oh, this is like, things are already connecting here and then you see this girl talking and then you realize like the next scene is yeah his goddaughter trying to chase him down because she knows about this dial that he he and her father had dealt with in the past which is the sets up the premise for the movie this 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 dial is this MacGuffin that everyone's after and especially his goddaughter who just magically shows up for how many years later without any and he didn't even recognize her he thought it was just some random chick that's just like whatever hitting on him yeah yeah, kind of yeah (laughs) um and so she's super interested in the dial specifically or in india so here's the thing caleb here's the thing yeah you think that she's after it for her like not heroic purposes but you know her intentions are good right okay no caleb she's a scoundrel she's all about the money the cash money she wants to take that dial sell it on the black market Mm -hmm. she is an archaeologist by trade yeah, but she sells what she finds Not basically. As so she's as her godfather. Exactly. Yeah, because one could say that probably the most important people in her life weren't in there. So she had nothing. She like, what was she going to learn? Surviving. From? She's a survivor. Bingo. Yeah. It sounds like. Yes. Also, I like this, too, because this is a cool way to br- that they bring in Voler because he's part of the Operation Paperclip, which was yeah. the, which was an actual thing where they had nazi scientists help the u.s in their space program so mm-hmm. i kind of like that too and yeah terms that of was like cool putting in like actual history into the story mm-hmm. so that's how voler comes in into the modern day yeah the story looking fine by the way because oh my i didn't gosh. say this earlier caleb but he gets hit in the face on the oh, train gosh like he gets smacked 
and then he the, shows when up Indi- when it's young indie world war ii yes time? yeah okay yes and like the little cold open gets smashed in the face and then he's just i guess got really good plastic surgery which is great which really confused me because the way he got hit is like that's death that's that is not no one no yeah. one could recover from that and when they yeah. brought him back i was like wait what but then i'm like wait is this has to do with because that was the it was before going into this movie i was already predict like people were predicting it's gonna be a time travel movie so my brain's already right. theorizing like oh maybe yeah. he used time travel to bring him back is that that's why he's alive because because I want it, whenever I mean, that comes was on, a clue to the story somehow. Not yeah, just thought there was like some yeah set up to that. Because like I, whenever this comes on Disney Plus, I do want to rewind that scene bit by bit just to see how bad he got hit. Because it's because he, he looks like ha- his head came off or something. It looks like it's his part of his all body. Over. Yeah, he it's got impaled. Be all over TikTok. Be all over TikTok. <laughs> all over TikTok. <laughs> That's like the, one of the top couple. Yeah, flaws of this movie, which we'll get into the other ones as we as we discuss, because that one uh, still bugs me. Because yeah, I don't know, he he would have been dead. Anyone would have been dead yeah. from that. It's such a simple thing where it's like if you don't want his face to be messed up, also just don't have him crash in such a traumatic way. Just like cut away it, and yeah. don't show how obvious it is that, or just yeah. have him get pushed mutilated. off the train. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Like he slips why off into the water, destroyed. If you don't want him to yeah. have that be part of like his villain look yeah that was doesn't make sense interesting sense so Um, phoebe waller bridger has been a big uh controversial or not maybe not controversial but just a center of the point of this movie she's the new face coming into this franchise what do you guys think of phoebe angelo you go first me personally um i'm a little mixed because i feel like i still so I'm trying to figure out her character arc in this movie because at the beginning she's supposed to be unlikable when she steals the dial and tries to sell it. So, okay, so that's intentional. She is supposed to be unlikable, but as the movie progresses, I don't know. I'm still trying to pinpoint the, the moment where like, I know there's a moment where she gets emotional of maybe why she turns, but by the end of this film, I just still didn't get that like completed arc from her still. I just felt like mm-hmm. it's, she still gets things because she wants it versus like, she doesn't really, I mean, she learns a few things, but I just, I don't know. I'm still like, I didn't get that full arc from her still. I don't know. I'm still mixed on that character. And I don't know, like there's times she's still, like, she could be likable. Like she's got this nice, beautiful charm about her. And mm-hmm. she's got like, there's something like old fashioned where I could see like, okay, I could see maybe why they wanted to cast her. She has that mm-hmm. old timey look, but then I don't know. She just has to say some weird snarky comments along the way, which is like, okay, that's, the stuff that I could see where people are upset about because I might have to agree yeah. with some lines she has in the movie where she has to, you know, be her character from Fleabag, which I don't get why she has. They have, they went with some choices with that, but I don't know. I'm, I'm mixed with her. I'm really mixed. because I want to like her, but as we talk, there's, there's things I will bring up in the yeah. story. <clears throat> what do you think? But, or Ian, I'm sorry. <laughs> I liked her. I don't, so I don't have any prior I never I've never seen Fleabag, so I have no like previous like um, connections to her. But I, I, I enjoyed her character. I thought she was fun. Like she was a nice foil to Indiana Jones early in the movie or kind of like throughout the movie um, and all kind of her kind of like her the dramatic beats or like like Angela was saying, like when she, she when she's like finding her place in the whole in the whole movie. I, I, I don't know. I liked it. I thought I thought she worked well and I kind of she's kind of a badass. I don't know. I, I enjoyed her. I enjoyed her place in the movie. 
Yeah. Good. And and yeah, I just think like she has she has moments, but I just think there's just the snarkiness on her too. I'm still like I can't grasp. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. Um Do you not but, feel that at all, Ian? That nothing rubs you that way? Not really. I'd have to watch it again. I but yeah, nothing like because you because you kind of know what they're trying to do with the character like from the get-go like right when she takes the doll for for her own you're like okay she's just kind of a i don't want to keep saying this word but she's like a scoundrel like you know so you kind of just kind of know like okay that's kind of just the character type that she's going for in the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. but yeah nothing nothing uh bugged me out of the blue so for but, some background, we'll Phoebe Waller Bridger uh, is from a show called Fleabag that I think she like wrote, I, mm, I believe, yeah. but it was a big hit and she was very, um, got a lot of praise for her role in writing. Uh, yeah. She In the Disneyverse, she was in Solo. She was the voice of L2, the robot, who was eventually merged with the Millennium Falcon oh, yeah. and is now the soul of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> the computer, yeah. Forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen Fleabag. I was never very interested in it. It just, when it came yeah. out, I was just kind of burnt out on like snarky shows in general. And so yeah. I just had no interest in that kind of format, like winking at the camera and making fun of people. But I heard it was really great. I had a lot of friends who liked it, but her performance as L2 in Solo really bugged me. And just mm-hmm. that character, I don't know if it was her fault or if it was just the writing of the character, but I just thought it was one of the worst Star Wars characters of all time. I just could I not stand anything that, that that character, that robot said. Yeah. Ian? I, I, so you didn't want... You didn't want L2 to free all the robot slaves? Sure. <laughs> so what was your guys' favorite just like part of the movie? Hmm. It's like, weird because it this this movie is like one big chase okay. on Angelo. Like yeah. like all the set pieces are all chases. There's no like really downtime. It's kind of it, you know what it is? Okay, this is a this is a bad comparison because I think it's a way better movie. But it does feel very Rise of Skywalker esque, where it's like you're like jumping from mission yeah. to mission. You're just like, wait, where are we going? Yeah. Again, bad comparison because I actually like this movie a lot more than Rise of Skywalker. But I kind of had that sense where there was just like no time to to rest. We're just going, going, going. So, but in saying that, I think my there's like two big chases that happen that I think are my. There's like one where it's like the main part of the trailer which looked really bad. I still think there are some, some bits that are a little iffy, but there's like a parade that goes down in New York. And that's when Harrison Ford gets on a, on a horse and rides <laughs> and he rides to a subway. I thought that was cool. I know it, it is fun. like very CGI heavy, but it was like, I'm like, yes. And I want that. That's amazing. I love that. It's kind of reminiscent of the school chase from crystal skull, but I, I did like that chase in crystal skull. Yes. More. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I it had that vibe still crystal skull. It's yeah. that's one of the that's probably one of my favorite probably my favorite part I, of that movie. Yeah. I'm gonna force this because I know Ian's opinion on it, but I love the part where he slides to a stop and the student d- leans over to ask him a question about the homework. <laughs> I know Ian doesn't like it, and that's why I brought it up specifically. Oh, I wish I, I, wish I did uh, like it. Asking him his homework questions when he's like right under the table. Yeah, they're laying <laughs> on the floor after they slide to a stop. Yeah, and he's like, Professor, I wanted to ask about page ten or whatever. <laughs> I think I just. I wouldn't have been as cool as that student in that scene. I would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I just, I couldn't relate to it. Yeah. yeah. I also didn't like, realize that was Tom Hanks' son, uh, Chet oh, Hanks. That was, that like, is Chet Hanks? That's Chet Hanks. 
when I was going through oh, all the trivias God. earlier for Crystal Skull, that, that was like one of the top ones. Like Chet Hanks played the boy in the library that he's asking. What I did heck? not like, know that. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't like he looks different. <laughs> yeah, he's a weird dude. He's, he's a, a weird real, guy. He's a real. Um, he's got not a, a great person. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it. <laughs> he could have had he could have had a he could have walked in he could have been film. the next indiana jones uh-huh. <laughs> then we get freaking colin hanks i'm sure chet would have been better than colin no i'm just kidding colin hanks is cool <laughs> yeah like yeah him. orange county come on i love yeah. orange county yeah orange county rules angelo yes what was your favorite part if you could pick or you could say like my favorite aspect of the movie like you guys mentioned the cinematography it doesn't have to be a specific yeah scene. Mm. I don't know. That's that's a good question. There are some fun. Ch- the, the chase scenes were cool. I, there are some. Some of them felt a little too long. Like the the second one, definitely. When, when they're in Morocco, like there are parts that's cool, but it is like whoa, another like subplot yes. of Phoebe Waller Bridge with an ex husband or a fiance kind of goes on I for a little. Like it was fun. It was funny, but there, it was just like, oh, do we need this? But okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I get that. But it was long. That whole sequence was a lot longer mm-hmm. than. But I don't know. There's moments, and I I like when, like later in the movie, when Harrison is just like you really feel his. He he notices he feels his age. He can't climb this mm. this this hill or this this wall in in this cave. And that whole scene when he reminisces about the whole his adventures with drinking the blood of Kali and getting shot yes, nine times. Cool, like like, just that so made me go like stuff from the past movies. Yeah, yeah and 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 that moment That's I like because it leads it leads to the almost to the third act with that that was almost like a little sample of like you're going back to the past thinking about the past and then i mean i don't know if we want to jump right there already with the finale part can i change my answer yeah please okay actually my favorite scene or part of the movie was so there's a conversation on the boat which is kind of like the emotional crux of the movie or you kind of get kind of what indiana jones has been going what what's been going on with him emotionally for like forever long but he uh, spoiler alert mutt dies oh so they're like say, this might yeah. be common knowledge but what we talked about shia in crystal school yeah. mutt williams yes. he dies in this or or has died what right. how what happened to poor well, mutt so they make it they make it known that or they, they make it seem or not seem so basically what happens is he's <laughs> he joined the war in order to um piss off his father the vietnam war <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's Vietnam. They don't say it specifically, maybe but uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Maybe Korea. It is Vietnam. Yeah, Vietnam. Uh, and then, yeah, the he dies. But war. yes, horrible. But it was just sad because he was because that this is when they find out that the Dial of Destiny is essentially like a time travel device. And she, um, Phoebe Waller Bridge's character, asked him like what he would do with it, and then he would he would tell he said he would tell his son to not join the army because he would die, and then that wouldn't. Uh, ruin his marriage, all this stuff. So, it was just, it, yeah. but I'm obviously explaining it horribly. But the scene is very powerful, and yeah. and Harrison Ford does a really, really great job. He was good in that scene, though. He was very emotional, and I loved about to break scene. down. Definitely one of the most yeah. emotional scenes, and and I think that was the part I was trying to hint at that I, I'm like I'm supposed to believe. I think this is what they're trying to do. Having Phoebe Waller Bridge's arc change at that point because she's listening to him tell that story. I think that's when she's sort of segues to be a bunch not not all about herself anymore but right. I, I mean i don't know i'm still still wrapping my head on like where where's that moment i know it's that moment but mm. it, just, it just felt like just like oh that was it and here she's she's now she likes india again mm. still wrapping my head on her arc 
trying to figure it out. But yeah, great scene. Sorry to cut you off on that. No, no, that was no, great. Oh, yeah. Um, so you mentioned also there his marriage has ended. So the end of Crystal Skull, he has a wedding with Marion, or is that her name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marion. And so they have divorced now or split up because of Shia LaBeouf's death or Mutt Mutt Williams' death. Because in the beginning of the film, you see a separation paper. Well, he makes it seem that like she was too heartbroken. Like to recover from Mutt's death. So like they just couldn't reconcile. But you find out actually it was him. Oh, wow. Actually, Indy. Yeah. Did he not realize it or you think he was lying? Well, no, there's just a line at the end of the movie where so basically Marion comes back into his life and then she just says are you back like basically insinuating like are you is my indie back like you are the one who, yeah because he's basically the whole movie that spoiler alert at the end yeah go for it should we get into it yeah yeah please go wherever okay. go wherever you need i don't actually want to because it's complicated <laughs> okay angela you were gonna segue into that a minute ago too let's go you go ahead. oh okay about about the end if of the you film want regarding the uh, um yeah cuz like how does it end up with him and Marion Well so should we talk about the events they end right, up happy? that took place I want right him before? to end up with let's, her happy. Okay hold on hold on Angel let's talk about the final like thing cuz that's <laughs> what leads into Marion right Yes you can't really talk about Marion without talking about the whole third So okay okay thing. so let me let me help let me help set this yes. stage cuz I know some details that I think are going to help So this yeah, movie has been about him looking for this style of destiny, which was from this guy, Archimedes. Mm -hmm. This is not based on a real historical thing. Actually it is. It is the dial specifically of Archimedes. They don't know. Yeah. They didn't, they they don't know what the purpose is of this dial. So I think they, they just put in the time travel thing. Cause that's, I guess, cool. Mm -hmm. So it was a real thing. This is an actual artifact. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So, so the style, they find out it's connected to time travel, correct? Mm, mm. Correct. And and they start to theorize, like you were saying, what they would do with it if it was um, connected to time travel and if they could time travel. Mm-hmm. Now, it turns out it does help you with time travel and they use it to time travel back in time. Exactly. Yes. But yes. it was like a little, yeah. So what do they find? Okay, so basically this device. Okay, so real quick. So the reason Voller wants this, he's the bad guy in this movie. Mm-hmm. He wants this time travel thing because he believes if he sets it to, I believe it's like 1939 Germany, he's going to kill Hitler because he believes Hitler is the reason why Germany lost the war. So he thinks that okay. he can improve on it, so which I actually like that. Too. that save cool. Nazi mm-hmm. Germany by killing Hitler. By killing Hitler, correct. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he, so... Basically, the movie ends with him setting the dial to the state that he believes is the day he's going to. That involves a chase where Indiana Jones and Helena go through this. It essentially opens up a time fissure. Cool. Which that part is so confusing. Anyway, so they go, (laughs) they fly, they fly through this time fissure. And Voller is like, yay, I did it. I, I won. Turns out, no. You're actually back in 2012 BC. You're in Greece. So basically this dial, it's I think it's called a bootleg 
paradox where it's like regardless of whatever time like this is just how it was supposed to work essentially like regardless of what time you set this dial to it's going to take you back to this guy you had a fixed uh, location and time yeah to go to and it takes mm-hmm, and it takes you back to archimedes who was trying to figure out the dial in the moment and this is like him figuring out how to finish it because these people brought his finished dial so i don't know i guess it's like encouragement to him so he's like oh i can do it because he was anyway yeah interesting and it's kind anyway. of like a paradoxical time loop if if you were getting into time travel exactly yeah. it's very confusing it's, where it's like it, it sounds like he knows how to build it because they brought it back finished yeah pretty yeah, much because yeah. they didn't be fa- back finished he wouldn't have known how to build it yeah because when build. they find his tomb like i don't know if we talked about this when they find his tomb right before the they go back in time That's right like, they Phoebe or Helena discovers on the hieroglyphics of the coffin that the, the dragon on it has propeller blades on it and doesn't understand why. And then they open up the casket, they see the body of Archimedes, and he has an actual watch like from the 40s. Like, and he's like saying, like, Why? How did he? What the F? Real quick, that would just mess everything up. I that part I didn't understand because if you <laughs> yeah. had a watch, wouldn't like there should be like. <laughs> That should have ruined the, spy, have the space-time continuum. Yeah, right? Anyway, like I, that, that part bothered me. Anyway. That's, yeah, I mean, every time travel movie has their cons and their flaws. Stuff we will never that's understand. That's true, Angelo. That's true. <laughs> There's always... That's true. That's why... What's the one... No one's just, nailed it yet. <laughs> there's one where they go it, it doesn't make sense or like we just don't know how it works or something but anyway we have time travel <laughs> movies will be another dive episode it's yeah special. i think i'm gonna Love skip you. that episode my head already hurts <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's a paradoxical yeah. effect so yeah so be- if, yeah yes if they didn't bring back or okay so watch, he has the watch if- so they recognize they're like what the heck how does he have this modern stuff right he's wearing freaking um, my jordan's <laughs> yeah he was wearing he had a backwards cap on yeah, <laughs> no but anyway this leads to marion because so basically it turns out like oh like we need to leave um because like we can't stay here and indiana jones is like no i want to stay here like i have nothing left to live for blah 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 and then turns out he does because he goes back and marion's like hey i still love you can we get this back on track and he's like of course i love you that's kind of verbatim, right, Angelo? That's like exactly what they say. It's a good, it's a good little sum up, and it's good that we don't have to think about this that moment, right? That 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 links both of it together. I still have gripes. I was her. gonna say, so I <laughs> bring up the controversy. Hmm. Somebody's heard about this movement moment, but did not see it. Indy, what you just said, Ian, the, yeah. wants to stay in the past he's decided he'd rather live out his fantasies of history in history right kind of mm-hmm. and his yeah. goddaughter essentially says no we still need you in the present we need indy and he's like yeah no. i think it's like a i think it's like don't live in the past like you need like you're Literally. basically running away from your po- problems like the reason he doesn't want to go is because he doesn't want to face the reality of his situation which is he has a failed marriage and his son is dead. And if he stays there, then he's like, he says like, oh, but I, this is always what I wanted. Right. Oh, was it? You didn't want to wear a toga? <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> so the um, now as somebody who theoretically doesn't know this and to play devil's mm. advocate, what I imagine happening is Indy 
realizes and maybe through the speech of his beloved goddaughter who he's come to love over the course of the film where she's like hey i need you we need you in the present like you're still indiana jones and he's like you know what you're right like this is my dream but i'm needed is that kind of close to what happens or what happens does he too he chooses to go to the present and take on these problems he's avoiding right no <laughs> well here's the thing because so there is I, I don't remember i haven't seen this movie in a long time angela i don't remember <laughs> there i feel like there was some speechifying going on from oh, like bb waller bridge's character they oh, no no like she's basically telling like pleading with him like no like you have to come oh, back yeah, with yeah. us trying to pump him up a little bit yeah yeah she's like we need you blah blah and he's like you know very pity party and i think that's when she just is like this and just hits him in the face but <laughs> i think that's how i remember i don't remember if that's angela uh, yes is exactly what happens and and she's only in a hurry because <laughs> the time that the 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 time loop is closing and they need to get out of there right away so she's in a rush trying to convince him like no you can't stay here you got to go back with us right now and he's like no i made my choice i'm gonna live the rest of my life here because i have nothing to go back to and she's trying to convince him like no you have you know you have people to look forward to and little stuff yeah like what he was saying there's like I can't remember exactly the word she was saying, but yeah, she was just trying to like give this yeah. monologue to like you gotta stay. But then he kisses, he says, Nope, he puts on his hat, like, no, I'm staying. He had this grand shot, and then all of a sudden you see her like, Yo, you're coming with me, and punches her his face. And I'm like, What? And th- and I'm still wrapping my head on that. You should I'd- also say that in like the previous scene, India is shot, so he's like bleeding oh, yeah. out. Oh, so regardless, right above the heart, regardless, he's gonna <laughs> die. Yeah, he's gonna die here. That's <laughs> like, right. That, that too, that's right. Who shot him, Voler? Yeah, he gets shot when they're going through the tomb. Is Voller or Boyd Holbrook's character? Yeah. Is Voller though the bad, the main bad guy? I assume. Okay, cool. One of and the goons. Played, yeah. Who plays Voller? Mads Mikkelsen. Was he grid? I liked him. He was great. Yeah, he was. He yeah. was one of the better villains. Of, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of hard. I kind of sometimes feel bad for him because he now is like so typecast. Typecast yeah. to just like evil yes, German guy. <laughs> Yeah, but he's also very good at it. So it's, it's kind of like, oh, sorry, guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I would want him for my evil German. So his motivation as a villain, I thought was kind of fun. He wants to kill Hitler because he mm. thinks he can do Hitler better, basically. Yeah, they want to win the yeah. war. They that's want to take so over funny, the world. Dude. That cracks me up. I know we already talked yeah. about it, but I want to bring it up again because that's a pretty hilarious, like, bad guy motivation. He's kind of like. He's stupid. Uh, he's a dumb guy. Exactly. He's dumb like the all the other villains. Well, here's the thing. Okay, go, Sir, yeah. go ahead. Sorry. Go. No, 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 please, please. No, the thing that I was confused by, I'm like, wait, are you going to like pretend to be Hitler? Or are you going to be like, you're going to kill him and be like, hey, guys, like I'm the new guy. And they're going to and they're going to like shoot you because they're going to be like, you just killed Hitler, you psycho. Get out of here. Because, yeah, that is true because yeah. he, he is just a scientist like even in the flashback he's not like an official like he's not like the second ranking to hitler so right. so he hasn't thought out his like plan after he time travels very much well clearly he doesn't because when he time travels this is way far back <laughs> yeah <laughs> he didn't count on the continental drift caleb <laughs> is that actually in the movie that's part of the movie. Yeah, oh, that's like because they're trying to I go like back to well, 1939, but they ended up going to 212 BC. And even Indiana Jones is trying to say, "I think you got the wrong coordinates, man." He's just there, tied up, <laughs> like, love, in, like in like in Raiders. So yeah, that's great. <laughs> he just doesn't li- say this, 
but he's like you idiot that's like kind of like the way he like <laughs> says the dialogue without like acidity he's like you stupid idiot you yeah. forgot he does say something like right. that yeah <laughs> so how does voler meet his demise is it is it because of the time travel no it's kind of like he just gets shot or what? Oh. no the plane just crashes the plane crashes because they they yeah. go back to they're in the middle of that battle in in 2012 bc and all the ships are firing at other firing all these cannons at the saying oh fire the dragon the dragon's here and they're all trying to destroy this this plane it's <laughs> while <laughs> um but then yeah and then he, he's just an alien stuff i have to say too ancient alien people are going like yes. see see <laughs> It's so that's the that's when when they were looking at the tomb and there was like the watch and stuff i got very ancient alien vibes <laughs> yes. too. I was like, oh, this is <laughs> sorry angela i'm so sorry oh no worries so they're fighting the dragon <laughs> they have the plane and void Holbrook's character is like shooting all the soldiers and then he's like don't do that what are you doing or indy's trying to stop him because you're gonna up history and oh, which yeah. they already are their presence there is already i was gonna everything. say butterfly effect must be out the window at this point yeah, <laughs> like all those soldiers saw this stuff. I, that, that, <laughs> yeah, which I I didn't mind like them. It's kind of like they were paying the homage to the 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 indie villain trope of them being idiots and fucking yeah. up and paying yeah. their paying the price for fucking up and doing e- for to, for the sake of evil. You know? No, so basically, like Belloc in Raiders wants the Ark, opens the Ark, dies. Yes, the yeah. villain in Temple wants the stones. Mm-hmm. the stones kill him yeah. and then like this one it was like he didn't die at the hands of time travel he just died because the plane crashed i don't know which but it, it was, result- was like it was oh, sorry oh no which i was gonna say because which results in like because you know he messed up he he didn't like do this thing correctly That's or true or they do it they do admit it after the fact like after their plane crashes and they all die and indy escapes with helena because she helps she goes into the plane and helps them right. get a parachute so yeah, this is yeah. I see what you mean. It's over when we talk about this time travel Fuller's stuff. Death just isn't connected to like learning a lesson. It's just not oh. connected to the. Or I mean, right. I think what Angelo's saying is right that it is. It just wasn't as obvious as someone opening an arc and their face melting. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So how is it connected though, Angelo? Well, I was. I think is Archimedes, or he says that oh, this dial was never meant to like just keep traveling through time. Okay. It's meant to go back to that point to for the to, for him to give the dial, which I'm still also like. Oh, okay. Seems that was kind it. Of anticlimactic, still. Yes, that's my as big an, one of the big audience, issues with this movie. Kind of the point. Yes, it sounds like is like, oh, what do you expect to be able to just go anywhere in history? Like, yeah, there's no big finish from Voler. It's just him. The plane just crashes, dying. and yeah. you just see his burnt body, or the, one of the soldiers like looked at him, and he's all dead. All a parable. A parable, Ian. Is that the right word? I have no idea. You were. Seriously, asking the wrong person. I Isn't believe that's a word. That's where it's like a, a story it's that a teaches word. you a lesson. Where it's like the boy ate so much candy that he turned into a tootsie roll. You know, no, Gilb, you're thinking of a fable. No, fable. <laughs> Is that Molly <laughs> Wonka right there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, violet, you're turning violet. <laughs> yeah, that's actually yes. It's exact. It's like basically everyone yes, gets, gets Molly Wonka. It's like a lesson ultimately of like, oh, he flew too close to the sun, so his wings yeah. melted. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Is there anything we missed? Anything about Dial of Destiny you want to cover? We don't have to wrap up. I just don't want to keep. Um, I just don't know if I, if I'm. Is there anything you guys still want to talk about? Just to wrap up the finale, like yes, that's oh, yes. the things I am conflicted. It does feel anticlimactic because 
I still think something about that punch, like maybe like, cause I see people are, they're fine with it, but I'm also like, I don't know. It just feels like, Oh, I feel like things are kind of missing. There wasn't a full like fleshed resolution. It just kind of jumps to modern or the 1969 again. He wakes up and obviously Marion's there with, with Helena and yeah. Oh yeah. And her sidekick, Teddy, we didn't really talk oh, yeah, too we much never about, talked about <laughs> the new, the new short round, yeah, short round 2.0. She has moments. He kills he a fun. guy. <laughs> he did it was dude. pretty crazy actually it was like really <laughs> the big dark. muscle too like the big guy you think that indy was gonna fight but the little Caleb kid took around the guy <laughs> yeah, he just with his like bare hands no what he no that'd be pretty cool no he he, he, he like <laughs> takes he's like handcuffed to him and then he gets out of the handcuff and they're underwater and he puts him on a pipe he's a pit pocket oh he's good at like yeah, taking horror. things so he took he took the the keys already like when they captured him and he just had the perfect time to like just escape. waiting for yeah his moment yeah. like a short That's round fun. moment yeah was he as good this as short fun. round though or is it just not no. the same come on yeah, short round's more memorable Oscar unfortunately winner. no no we offense to that we kid. never went yeah. there but Oscar winner so it's hard to beat <laughs> which I wish he was yeah, in this movie. What if this kid in 30 academy. years gets like a random role that wins him an Oscar too? And it's like this. That would be oh. beautiful. I Who, love knows, that. Man. Yeah. Who knows? He's fun. He has fun moments. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I overall, I, yeah, it ends anticlimactic or it just, it just doesn't feel like it was a fully fleshed finale. I, I mean, like it, it was nice seeing Marion come back. Like that moment was nice re- reenacting the Raiders love, love scene, but, um it did angelo to angelo's point it did feel very ambiguous kind of just like they're like well, i don't know what's gonna happen it was kind of like a we don't know what we're, what's gonna happen with this next like, yeah and and they don't also wrap up a few things they don't they don't explain because there was a also a subplot in the movie that indy's wanted for murder because all of his colleagues <laughs> get shot at the college by the bad guys and there's a oh, part yeah. where he's trying to like help one of them who's kind of breathing but then dies and all of a sudden he realized oh, I have all blood in my hands and he and he tries to call the police and he has all these fingerprints yeah. all over the, the telephone and yeah, and yeah. he's he's became a fugitive it's movie really for weird. like ten, for like ten minutes it yeah. becomes the fugitive now. Not no longer like an Indiana Jones movie and he's all over it the It was news. really dark. Yeah, and so all the killings in the in the uh his college all his were was the, all the Nazis that killed his friends? Um, he's framed for it because they only found evidence of his of his fingerprints around, and especially touched one of the people. So, um, and then the next scene, he's at like you know his window at a window shop of TVs, and he sees his face all over the news, and some like stoner guys like, "Hey, that guy looks like you." He's like, "Oh, it yeah. is you!" I gotta, and, yeah. he, and he starts screaming, trying to get everyone's attention. Then someone punches him, and it's, it's Sala that shows up. That was his introduction. Oh, that's right. <laughs> he just shows up on the street. Sala's... Huh? Yeah, yeah the, the uh, John Rhys Davies. Yep. Yeah, that was another thing that bummed me out. But with the Sala introduction, Caleb. So like, he's in the movie, woo, and he lives in New York, and he yeah, yeah. I love Sala. Mm-hmm. I love him too. But it's just sad because he's like a taxi driver. And it just feels like a really like sad way to end this. Game. Not a happy ending for. Or him. I mean, may, he he seems to be enjoying life. You yeah, know, he's he with his grandchildren. Like yeah, um, but I was like, I oh. feel like in that time, a taxi driver was much more of a prestigious position. That's a good too. point. That's a good point. Yeah, it wasn't quite as obsolete. Okay, you know what? I take it back. But it isn't exactly like he's in 
India, New Delhi, working Egypt on some cool, yeah, awesome I know. place. Because um, I guess he yeah. says that Indy brought his family there or helped him bring everybody like to that, the yeah. to the U.S. Okay. And then so he's just okay. Interesting. Is, is, what did he do in the original film? Do you guys even remember? Not that that was his know. connect. That was always his hookup over in yeah. Cairo. So he was just like a local, cool local. Yeah, right? and mm-hmm. some guy again. India has, has all these sub adventures from the past that he must have because. He's been everywhere many times, and I'm, I'm assuming that they've had like some history and some adventure. I don't know. Yeah, because even this new movie, he talks about he misses all the adventures, which you've only seen him in two out of the four movies. And then I just laugh that he he says he brings his passport in, and he's like, "No, he can't come with me." He's like, "I want to adventure with you." <laughs> and he never lets him. So he doesn't. Indy doesn't let sad. him go. No, he doesn't let him go. That's what I was saying. And I'm like, "Can can they not find stunt Dude, doubles okay. for John Reese Davies no. now?" Is that the- didn't say I have a bad knee? I can't <laughs> exactly. come. Exactly. Indy's have- going. Come on, Sala. He's like, "Sorry, Indy, my knee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll miss you forever, bud." Yeah. I would have been bummed if there was just two like old. I got men. cab drivers. <laughs> it would slow down the movie. Yeah, it would. I'd be like, okay. This no, is... but why can't you have Indy want him? I know. And then he just can't come for some reason. Instead of he I doesn't want Indy any collateral damage. Like he needed to be grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy. That's he's in always because one, three, and five. He's in now, so it's all the odd Indiana Jones movie he shows up <laughs> and realizing two and four are like these other entities in a way now. Hmm. They just feel like their own little adventures. All right, Ian. Yes. Any last thoughts or fun facts, trivia you wanted to share? Absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah, overall, I enjoyed this movie. I I really like James Mangold, and I think he, like, I think he has a knack of, like, sunsetting historical characters. Like, I really loved his Logan movie, and I Mm. thought he did a really good job in doing that. This one, like, this one is, like, a little bit more ambiguous and. And I think they do that on purpose because they just have no idea what the what this movie was going to be. And yeah, this movie did really horribly in the box office. So that I probably know. means we won't be getting another Indiana Jones movie for the nail in the coffin. Ten years or something. I think he did the best yeah. he could. And I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. And yeah, kudos to Harrison Ford for kicking butt at mm-hmm. uh, 78 years old when this was made. I thought that was great. Yeah, and he oh also he has his shirt off in this movie and he looks great so there's that too. <laughs> oh my shirt gosh, off we should touch on that. <laughs> He's still rocking it. <laughs> the first yes. scene or the it's wild. Yeah, <laughs> that's like his intro is like drunk old man movie basically, right? Yeah, curmudgeonly old man. Yeah, his audio of him flying his plane. <laughs> Oh when gosh. he's not supposed to on a or landing or whatever is like one of the most hilarious things. If you want to, if you want to listen to Harrison Ford, not like off the rails, but sort of, he was on, um, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. That I did listen so to that fun. recently. That was, a, that was so, a great listen. So funny. I love how he loves Conan so much. It's, it's cause so, Conan yeah, doesn't hilarious. treat him like a freaking object or like a Han yeah. Solo. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was, that was really great. I think it was you, Caleb, that showed me that old clip of him high on Conan, where he's just yes. tripping out, sitting on like the the chair, it's feeling like seven Wait. minute interview, and he like says like three words, and Conan's like, "How you doing?" And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then they're like, "We're happy to have you here," and he goes, "Yeah." Did you have you guys seen the video of Dave? Is it David Blaine? Oh my god! Oh, when he gets Do, emotional, doing he's doing magic tricks. 
in Harrison Ford's <laughs> in Harrison Ford's kitchen, and he has like slick. Harrison Ford has like slick back hair. It looks like he took out of the shower, and he's on the verge of tears because like David Blaine like pulls out a car to like out of an orange or he's something blowing like his that. mind, and he's just like, "Get out of my house!" Freaking out. It was so funny. And his cute Harrison Ford's like cute wife is there and yes. is like so present and aware, and he's just like half awakened. I will say my big wrap up with the original four did john williams do the movie he, for episode five he did. Yeah, he did that's one of the best parts he did having yeah. a score back he loved that and i think in this era of frankly lackluster blockbusters you know we had some great avengers movies there's been some great marvel movies and there's but all in all um i think revisiting temple of doom myself and then hearing talking to you guys about all of them just I really am grateful we have had this period of of movies where it was Steven Spielberg, you know, maybe the best blockbuster filmmaker of a generation. Sorry. Um, John Williams, maybe the best like uh, music writer for like action adventure movies ever. And and Harrison Ford, maybe the most charismatic, most fun, like blockbuster guy of a generation, all working together to make these like high potency, just like pure adventure thrill rides. And just like growing up, you're like, Oh, it's Indiana Jones. That's the music that's indie. That's Harrison Ford. And you're like, yeah, it is what it is. And just now that we, not every movie is a banger and we, we get more, more duds than great movies. I'm just like, so grateful that we have these like four movies that are, Spielberg, Harrison Ford, and John Williams making magic. Mm-hmm. Just to to revisit the rest of my life, like it'd just be such a a bummer if they didn't exist. I agree. I agree. Hold on, I have a couple facts. So yeah, please, John Williams related. So there's a scene when you first meet Donovan when he enters the room. When you first meet him, he's at a party, and in the party, someone's playing the Empire theme on piano. You could hear it. That's, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I've heard that trivia back then, and I've, yeah. I've caught it recently. Is okay. Also, another thing: our shared universe. Yeah, I forgot to bring exactly. that up too. Yeah, <laughs> and it is in solo canonly in universe use. Yes. More to the Star yes. Wars connections. Mm-hmm. Is the Indiana Jones mu- <laughs> music? Is that Star Wars music just retooled? Like, people have said very that. similar people have said that the tell. the love theme with marion and indy yes. it's, it's 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 like the han and leia music okay yeah yeah and also i forgot to bring I up not here people have also the theory that the indiana jones movies are connected to star wars because it's actually han solo's uh, fever dreams and carbonite when he's that's locked up in so empire <laughs> so, that's great. so it's all him just tripping out of all of his experiences and having his own grand adventure i love that <laughs> so maybe that's why he's bummed in the new movie because he's like no i'm han solo i hate this guy no more <laughs> he's, he's almost back he feels the <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> All right, guys. Well, this was awesome. I'm sure there are things we'll realize we didn't talk about and regret not talking about. But, Angelo, you'll be back for a future episode. Yeah. Me and Ian will keep on doing episodes. So there'll be more opportunities. And I guarantee you, Indy, Anna Jones will come up again in the Logit universe Mm. as well. So there'll be more opportunities. Angelo, thank you for coming on and doing this experiment with us and giving us so much of your time and energy and uh, interesting insights. Oh, no, thank you for having me. It's always a blast hanging out and talking with you guys. And yeah, this has been it's been so fun. It's been very fun. Glad you could come on talking indie. I want possibly to do more of these in the future. So yeah. 
I, I know you have expressed interest in, in exploring some more franchises and trilogies and stuff. Ian, thank you for all your time too. Always. Angel, did you have fun talking indie? Oh, go ahead. No, sorry. What were we gonna say? Oh, nothing. I was just gonna make small talk. Uh, yeah, we have time for that. Yeah, I love yeah. indie. <laughs> <laughs> or we do say we have fun talking indie, of course, of course. Always. Were you gonna ask Angelo though? Angelo, where can our? I was gonna say our. It sounds weird when you say our listeners because I don't know how many people listen to this. But where <laughs> we can have they... listeners? Okay. Thank you to all of you guys. <laughs> yes, thank you. Oh yeah. Where can they find you on on the Letterbox on on any other social media platform that you use? On Letterbox, you can find me at Michael Angelo, and on uh, Instagram, you can follow me at Sinisplays. Angelo's Instagram, we've shouted out before, but it's awesome, and he has a lot of great content there. Oh, yes. And we are on social media too. Letterboxed, we're on log it underscore podcast. Podcast for Letterbox and Instagram. We are on uh, log it underscore pod. That's correct. I couldn't get podcast. And Instagram. <laughs> We'll keep you updated on our schedule and posting on Instagram. We've uh, missed a couple of weeks, uh, but we should be back to semi-regular posting, hopefully, and um, from here on out. So this was it. This is our first special. Let us know what you think. More of these will come. If you liked it or not, you can just skip these if you didn't like it. Because we're going to keep doing them. Because, yeah, we liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening. This has been freaking another episode of log it favorite indie line it belongs in a museum oh i like that one or it's not the years it's the mileage oh that's good it's always been my favorite especially applicable on dial of destiny yeah i'm surprised they didn't bring that line up in that movie actually yeah all right everybody go watch a freaking movie bye later guys you have to say it. that's your line Oh, I think one person can say it. You sing it is great, dude. We can alternate. Let me start the theme song no. out. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, that My was awesome. My butt is so sweaty right now. <laughs>